best friends in his corner. Sends Cassidy at the ropes. Cassidy ducks under, ducks under a second layer. Cassidy comes back, goes up and over the top of pack. And a drop kick takes the bastard off his chair. <clears throat> All right, that's good. That's Gucci. That's Gucci. Um, Gucci again, Gucci again, Gucci again. Oh, shit, I ain't heard that in a minute. Um, What type of cookie you eat earlier, Waz? I ain't had a cookie in a minute. Uh, one of my keto cookies. It was a oh, chocolate chip one. I forgot that you have came up on the keto keto cooks. That's fire. <clears throat> you be keto buying them king. off. Of, yeah, keto king. You be buying them off of uh, Amazon? Or are they at the yeah. store? Okay. Uh, you can buy them single packs at like Kroger and shit, but if yeah, I mostly boy. buy giant boxes. Yeah, I like that. And I'm glad you even brought that up because that's something I want to. I definitely need some more info on. Um, so before we get into it, that'll be the first thing we go. Let's let's just fucking start it off with the uh, with a good cheers, y'all. Welcome. This is the No Consensus Podcast. Yeah, water's around. Except for mine is just the same color as water. Mm. Vodka. Mm-mm. Gin? Yeah, you know it's summertime. I gotta go back to my summer drink, a little gin and time time. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> little lime in there. Um, I'm Mike Jack, aka the Jacker, aka Jack the Rapper. I almost said Ripper. You cannot get those confused. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> aka Microwave Mike, aka uh Bars God. To my right is my boy uh Skinny Jake, um, aka Pickle Jake, aka um Grandpa Jake. Um, AKA he been sunning you fools since 93. And then below him is uncle Waz, AKA Wazinator, AKA the Baconator Wazinator, AKA keto Waz because he don't eat bacon. So he got to Do you eat bacon? You can eat bacon. So you got some I bacon, bacon in there. Every day. <laughs> I, I literally have bacon every day. That's my man. It's the farm. bacon God, bacon, bro, bacon, um, of uh, um, bastion, bastion of bacon over there. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> This is no consistent motherfucking podcast, dog. What's up, boys? And I'm glad. So I just want to jump into it because all of a sudden, you know how like you kind of look one thing up and then now all of a sudden everything on your Internet is that one thing that you just wanted to look up real quick. So I was looking up keto and now all of a sudden I have like 40 Joe Rogan clips about keto and intermittent fasting. And I got um keto chips as ads on Facebook and all type Dude, of shit. That's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, chill out. Because, I mean, because me and my personality type, uh, the more you try shoving this the thing down my throat, like the like the more turned off I am. I, I mean, I guess unless you're wanting me to buy bread, <laughs> so therefore you're shoving a bunch of keto at me, knowing that I'm gonna go immediately to the store and buy a loaf. Bro, imagine Jake at Kroger Meyer. Just stuff in his basket like twenty loaves of bread just to get back at the keto ads. <laughs> That's I'm fucking spiteful. crazy. Yeah, is, <laughs> that boy, the spiteful champ, bro. Um, but it just it is um fascinating to me that as long as you've been on keto, we probably only had like one conversation on it, and I still don't a hundred percent know um what goes into the keto thing because I know I know. You know, it sounds just basic. No carbs, sugars, right? But like what um 
it's not easy taking that stuff out your diet, bro. Because <laughs> everything just kind of sneaks shit like that in there. So I, I just kind of wanted you to break down like what's the what was the hardest part about going keto, and then have you and you look a lot better since you started it. So I know that there's real uh, benefits to it. But like what? So first part, what's the hardest part about it? And then second part, like just break down what, um, why, what keto even is for me and for other people that don't know about it. Uh, so so the hardest part I'd have to say would probably be either the, the cravings you get, um, mm. and that that's usually only when you're transitioning back into keto. Like I'll I used to once a month just you know eat a pizza and you know, put that, put keto away for the weekend. Um, I'm doing that less now. Body. <laughs> um, it's actually better. It's something I have to go back into. Okay. Um, you want to keep carb cycling and it, or there's a different name for it. I can't remember what it is. Um, but the cravings you get when you're going, when you're getting into keto is kind of annoying because you just want everything bread or everything sweet or everything potato. Mm. Um, and then the other thing, if you're not watching your magnesium, salt, and potassium, your electrolytes, basically, you can get dehydrated. And that comes across on people as the keto flu. Mm, but I did hear the keto flu somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, that is just your body not getting the nutrients that it, it should be getting. So I, I take a little booster of magnesium, sodium, and potassium. Um, like a pill? Uh, it's a, it's a, it's basically a, a drink I make. It's some BCAAs, which are like proteins and amino acids and stuff. That's just, you know, just general stuff. I don't need that, but mm -hmm. I just mix some magnesium in that. Um, like a smoothie but, or but, like some, like a actual, like a juice. No, it's like, a, it's like a powder I put into oh. water and then I put some powdered magnesium in and then I've, I've been adding, uh, inulin, which is a fiber, um, just because why not? It's good for your, your gut. Yeah. Um, but, but basically that's all I really do. Um, there's much, there's a lot of different levels of keto. I do, I mean, I'm lazy keto now. Um, <laughs> is that the technical so, term? Yeah, it, it is actually. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, so like full on keto is somebody who tracks every macronutrient they get. So every fat, every carb and every protein, um, they make sure they never go over, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've been on it long enough and I'm I'm in kind of the maintaining phase so I can do lazy keto. So I just, I know I need around a hundred ish grams of protein a day. I want under 20 uh, grams of carbs minus dietary fiber. Uh, and those are really the only two things that I really track anymore. Um, but when you're trying to lose weight and you're, when you're trying to get into keto and get, get your body into keto, you really want to make sure that when you're counting carbs, you are counting correctly mm. and you are subtracting dietary fibers. Um, and you don't want to go over on protein because there's a process called glucogenesis, I believe, in which your body will convert extra protein that it can't digest into sugars, essentially. Um, okay. And it's got some not fun byproducts for, for your body. Um, so you don't want to like, uh, there was a, a girl who died couple of years ago from from protein shakes because she was having too much protein every day uh, it caused issues with her liver and kidneys i believe mm -hmm. um, Damn. 
That's like you but gotta I mean, she, you gotta been drinking them and like felt that pain and just thought like no pain no gain or something you know what I'm saying and then I it was just probably have another yeah and then she, exactly and then it, by the time she was like no nah, I gotta get this checked out it was too late huh mm-hmm. Jesus Christ but but yeah I mean keto is essentially low carb um, and high proteins and fats your your body essentially runs off fats yeah. Uh, which is a much more nutrient dense thing than, than than sugar. Sugar is it burns very quickly, very easily. To have your body burn fat, it actually also has to it has to spend extra energy converting that fat into a usable source into uh, ketones, which is where the, the the name comes from. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's essentially cut out bread, rice, potato. Damn, rice. But I'm, I mean, I'm uh, not even a, a rice eater like that, so I don't even know why I said it like that. But there are countries that like base most of their dishes off of rice, so it's like, damn, y'all could never be keto over there, boy. God damn, y'all all little anyway, so y'all don't even need to do keto. <laughs> I mean, you know, most Asian That's countries are also walking everywhere. I'm black, so I can see it. But that one came off wild. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you say it was um i forgot where i was about the uh, oh so, so your body runs off fats which um your body has to convert and that re- requires more energy and i forgot where i was no that's that's that that's it but because what one of the things that i've seen and it was actually like a recent interview dude was kind of talking about um what was the word to use metabolic flexibility or something like that where where most people's bodies like you say just go for them sugars once you take them out they you force your body to get used to having to use other things to pull energy from and when you do that um that's when your your body and you start seeing a real difference in um you know your health and shit so i was i was always i was just wondering because when you grow up you always see the fucking pyramid the food pyramid right like you like you need these things now you don't need these things at the top of the pyramid as much as them things at the bottom was the pyramid upside down or I can't remember, but you know what I'm talking about certain food groups. You're supposed to have a little bit of love. The other yeah. food groups you're supposed to have a lot of I always I mean, figure, they, are you supposed to, you, you just cutting sugar out and carbs out completely. Is that, is that, is it completely is it my thing or is it just really? Well, on that triangle, like wasn't bread at the bottom. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. I, I mean, the, <laughs> That that triangle is a byproduct of the U.S. having tons of open area and exporting grains and yeah. everything else. That that entire pyramid is based off Fuck of sham. our export, <laughs> so that we can make money. Fuck yeah, yeah, government, bro. You can't trust these motherfuckers for nothing. Yeah, it had, it had a lot less to do with uh, actual health. Mm. But okay, so yeah, so it is cutting it out completely as far as like. Uh... I mean, for all intents and purposes, you know, I'm so I have like uh, if I if, if I want a dish that is like a rice dish, I'll use like uh, riced cauliflower. So it's cauliflower cut up to look like rice. And it, yep. it works just as well in 90 percent of the cases. Uh, right. There's alternative breads and bagels, cookies, chips. I, I brought a little pack, uh, what, like a year ago. Yeah, we and it so, was good, too. Now, it, it's not nearly as big a hurdle as I think people want to think it is, but that I can't have any more bread thing. Once you get used to not having bread, you don't crave it. Yeah. 
I guess it's yeah. always like, what are you looking at when you pick something up? Is there like a specific like um, ingredient on the back that you always got to look for when you pick up something to buy? <clears throat> it's probably yeah, most of Yeah, it's so weird to go like I mean, I hear that every year what I well, I mean, I hear pretty much consistently when when people are like, "Oh, you're fasting." Like and they're like, "Oh, it's vegan." I could never give up bacon. <laughs> like I mean, it's just it's just for like a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, how can you not how can you like not give up any like any individual food or whatever? Any like, individual thing, bro. Like Yeah. Give it up, it, bro. It, it's just so weird. Like you, you can't go ahead and give up bread for like two months. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I enjoy bread. I use it with everything. But like, especially if it's gonna help you get to where you want to get to. If I tell you right. you stop doing this and you'll get to where you keep posting that you want to get to on Facebook every day and you'll get there, and you still be like, nah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's for, for me, it, it was pretty easy. Bread, diabetes, right? <laughs> yeah. Bread. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot more than just you, Wazi. That's, that's like saying. a lot of the people. Most around people here, like, have that same option, bro, and still choose the diabetes. <laughs> and it's not even like consciously, bro. It's it's you know they'll 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 cut out whatever they're doing for, like Jake said, a week, two weeks, a month. Then your ass slide somewhere around there, and you just get right back into them old habits, bro. And then now your ass in the hospital, bro. Oh, look at so this. Like, back in fool's class. Bring it up, baby. All right. So I have no idea what th this, this is for. I just did a search for it new serves. nutritional label. So the main things I look at, I don't really look at fat anymore. The very strict keto will keep fat at a certain um, it's two different number. fats on there, too. That's another thing that would be irritating. Oh, Go ahead. Uh, saturated fat, you want. Trans fat, you don't want. Or it's the other way around. I can't remember which one. Um, basically I look at the carbohydrate line and I look at the protein line, okay. carbohydrate, you take this number and subtract the dietary fiber number, okay. which is right below it. And that is your net carbs for the item. So whatever this is, I would count as 30, uh, 33. Yep. So fiber um, is a type of carb, like carbohydrate. Fiber is technically a carbohydrate, but we can't break it down. Mm. Okay, so okay, so the the fiber content is fine. It's just all the other carbs that you're trying to go ahead and I I gotcha. So and and I think the U.S. only has to show sugars. So mm. there's also alcohol sugars, uh, which is like erythritol, stevia, um, mm. things that that don't really affect your glycemic index, <clears throat> uh, which is the sugar like insulin control. Those can be cut out at like anywhere from half to a quarter. So if something says, let me see if I can find a label. And all of this, because another thing that I just learned, which I'm like, why are you so retarded? Never thought about this. But another thing I realized is that keto stood for ketosis you want to get your body into ketosis and i was like damn that makes sense i didn't even never put two and two together with your dumb ass but um if, when you get your body into ketosis and you're doing it as long as you are have been doing it wazi is that a thing that your body just kind of stay in until you uh eat something that you're not supposed to eat or how, did, how mm -hmm. does that work okay 
<clears throat> so uh, I have a quick label up here, and it shows the sugar alcohol mm. um, as a separate line item. Those you can like cut out, kind of, uh, and, and that's the xylitol down here. You praise um, Jamie the Google God today, boy. You you killing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the question? Oh yeah, so so getting into keto and getting out of keto. Yeah. Um, your body it, it'll it'll go quicker um, as you get more into keto. Mm. Like you'll you'll switch back in the the initial time took about three weeks for for my body to get into ketosis. Um, but I can tell when I've had too many carbs or I've had some sugars that affect me when they shouldn't, uh, or I've just eaten too much. I'll actually gain 10 pounds in like two days Damn. and it's all water weight, yeah. uh, because keto by its nature is a, um, is a, a water, what's the word, a, uh, when you don't have the water in you anymore, like diuretic. Yeah, uh, keto is a natural diuretic because the carbs are what store your water in your cells. So um, I can definitely tell when I'm no longer in, in ketosis. Okay. Like I just, I, I look like I've gained 10 pounds of water. <laughs> <laughs> you look funny. real hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, old girl from yep. um, Willy Wonka, the chocolate factory style. Huh? <laughs> Violet. You know, uh, um, every once in a while, we'll go ahead and pick up some of this Borsec here, mm. and it's uh, uh, sparkling mineral water um, from Romania. And when you were talking about uh, the concerns of being like dehydrated and the magnesium and all that sort of thing, I just happened to take a look at it. Yeah, and it, it's got everything but the potassium that you mentioned, calcium, mm. magnesium, uh, sodium, and uh, yeah. No, that's potassium most people get from uh like grains and stuff it you know so that's why in keto you need more because you aren't getting the stuff that doesn't have it as much mm -hmm. <laughs> you messed me up kind of like uh, i never really thought about it too much <clears throat> but um when you convert when your body has been relying on a certain fuel source such as uh sugars right uh, or carbohydrates and you decide that you're going to cut those out and switch over to a, a different fuel source um i mean like that's all exactly like uh how everything w works around here right like if you have coal-based uh power system and and therefore it's going ahead and producing all these nasty byproducts it takes a certain amount of time and uh, it has other sort of uh, side effects when you start shutting those down and opening up nuke plants or or what have you mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I mean of, of course it's easy to see like oh well if you have a, a high carb uh diet there's going to be certain sort of side effects but just to think about like at the cellular level they're like oh <laughs> now, now we gotta start doing this the motherfucker you know, been going to one spot this whole time now they went over there and ain't nothing there you're like oh shit where we go now bro i don't know bro <laughs> yeah well I mean, your your body doesn't have the enzymes to break down carb or to break down fats as well mm. so because you're using fat as the energy source your body has to build up the enzymes to break it down which is right, also right. why it takes a little bit longer in the beginning. It's like trying to hire new people for a, a nuclear plant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Right, so they're like, dang, I, I, I can't even do anything with this. Before I can do anything with this, I got to go ahead and do this thing over here. So I guess I'm going to go ahead and do this. And meanwhile, you're draining energy, yeah. right? Yo, mm -hmm. that's fascinating. They need a, we need an Osmosis Jones type movie about ketosis and fasting. That'll be fire. Ketosis Jones? Yeah, Ketosis Ooh. Jones is fire. And I just came up with the name for this episode. Um, so Wazzy also, better get a voice actor job for it. That's a fucking fact. You would kill a voice actor job too, Waz. Um, you what, you're saying that he's got a face for radio? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. Um, because <laughs> we, do, we do video on this podcast. And if I thought that, we just did audio. <laughs> it's really awkward that one guy is never on camera. <laughs> <laughs> I watch podcasts like that too, where one dude's just off to the side. Okay, um, you said it took you about three weeks to get back into ketosis. Is there something? Is that something that you figured out just from how you feel, wise, or did you? Was there something that you was tracking early on to help you realize, okay, I'm in ketosis now, and that took about this many weeks? Is there like uh, in the beginning, it was more just by feel, but there are uh, little blood tests you can do. Um, it's like a little USB strip, basically, that you plug into a device, and it'll give you uh, the 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 ketone levels you have. It, it's similar to like a diabetes blood test monitor. It just it tracks a different thing slightly. Okay. Or there are piss sticks that you 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 can pee on to tell you if you're in ketosis. Uh, the issue is that only tracks the ketone extras, so. When you've been in it for like five years like i have my body uses almost all of the the ketones i don't have extras that i flush out so mm. the blood is the only way i can track mine the the, the the p strips don't work anymore for me oh okay and you said it's a usb thing that you plug into your computer yeah, so, and then it pricks you no um so it, it's it's like one of these monitors and at the very top there's stuff mm. to see but there's like a little hole that you can put a little thing in there and then that tests your blood for you okay okay that's fire <clears throat> and along those lines um because jake you've been the fasting guy for how long you when did you start taking that shit seriously probably i feel like two three years ago right um i mean <clears throat> it's been a lot longer than that honestly uh, i mean because i used to uh <clears throat> what was it uh um years ago i used to like every month um do like a like a two or three day just just water fast mm. yeah. um, and i used to do that every month um but uh, as far as like the orthodox fasting schedule i've been doing that i don't know the last three i think this is my third lent yeah i think so too but you're right you have been doing something along the lines since you got to, since we met each other, I think. <laughs> but it seems like after you left our old job, it was like uh, you took it to another level. And I can't remember if that coincided with when you started doing, when you started going into the uh, Orthodox Church or not. It might have. I can't think about it, though. <clears throat> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, it's just like a, a part of, like, uh, our, like, historical observation and stuff. So, um like I use when when I used to fast like way before, um, it was just a like I, I see like 
that there's benefits to fasting. So I'm going to go ahead and do it in this sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is that plus this is what we do, you know, all right. it's part of you know, also part of the identity and all that jazz and, um, and stuff. Yeah. So uh, after going ahead and uh, be- becoming a part of the church, um, that's when it, it's, it's, I'd say it's probably like really stepped up. So I just always was wondering, because they got into it a little bit in one of the clips I watched, <clears throat> but it wasn't like a deep dive into it. Um, and I'm going to actually go back and watch that shit. Um, is there a difference between what your body goes through when it's fasting as opposed to what it's going through um, during ketosis? Um, I've never gone into ketosis, so I can't really speak on that. Um, but... I'd be surprised if it was terribly similar. Um, Cause when I'm, I mean. So let's break down what your fasting schedule even is real quick, Jake. Are you taking, is it like a few days that you're still doing like the water only thing or <clears throat> how long are you doing intermittent fasting? Um, you know, every day, like what, what's your fasting schedule? Yeah. So normally throughout the year, um let's see here normally throughout the year i i have the intermittent fasting thing going on anyway so um i usually don't eat till 2 p.m um for lunch but wednesday and fridays are fasting days in the church so therefore i only eat dinner Okay. Um, and uh, and then there's the fasting seasons, such as Lent. There's four fasting seasons. And this is one of them that we're in. So when it's a fasting season, it's only dinner that I'm eating. <laughs> um, but then, but see, uh, there's also feasting times. So for example, the uh, week, like one of the, one of the weeks before Lent. Uh, there's no fasting. So Wednesday and Friday, which are normal fasting days, no fasting is prescribed. So on those you days, get it in. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and that's actually how I treat it. Like you know, this isn't so much about me. This is about like what we're preparing for and stuff. Right. So while I do intermittent fast on any given Monday and stuff, I'm not going to do it now. I'm going, I'm actually going to force myself to eat a little <laughs> something for breakfast, mm-hmm. even if it's just a piece of bread and some peanut butter. Yeah. Um, because, That's uh, the worst. <laughs> you know what you don't want to eat? I hate that shit, boy. <laughs> well, so, I mean, it's not that I don't want to eat. I mean, I always want to eat. But, <laughs> you know, some but, big boy. <laughs> Gotta keep this machine yeah. cool, man. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, it, it's part of that whole like, yes, there is something that we're like getting ready for, and it's part of that whole transition, um, sort of thing. But uh, then there are specific times, such as um, the first week of Lent, um, clean week, um, Monday and Tuesday, I don't eat any food. Wednesday, I just eat dinner. Thursday, I don't eat anything. And then Friday, it's just dinner. That's fu- That is crazy, bro. <laughs> um, and then, and then again with uh, Holy Week, um, which was coming up in a, in a couple of weeks here. Um, I think it's just Saturday, um, where you traditionally don't eat. Um, it might be Friday, Saturday, 
but at the very least, it's just Saturday. Now, <clears throat> I'll go ahead and also say that I don't know a whole lot of people, if anyone who uh, who does all of that. Um, <laughs> um, the, the vegan You're diet, just a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, I mean, for example, um, my church bulletins and like my pre- uh, priest, he was going ahead and um, you know giving people a heads up before Lent about. Um, uh, you know, like work on getting the meat out of your house and the eggs and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so mo- the vast majority of be able to use that shit yeah. if- <laughs> this yeah. month. Yeah. Well, which that that also goes back to the the purpose of Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday mm-hmm. is it's our last day. Tuesday mm-hmm. is the, that's the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday for the church. which uh you know uh ash wednesday is the uh the start of lent for the western church so it's like okay this is actually the last day that we could use any of this stuff (laughs) let's put it all in a big fat greasy donut (laughs) yeah facts (laughs) you know and that's where that's what you know punchki is um but uh there he he didn't make so while he didn't make a note about um like the vegan aspects of it he didn't make any sort of indication about um, the water fasting aspects, but I'm familiar enough with like the typica and um, monastic rules and stuff that, like that, that I'm like, well, I know that technically this is what we should be doing as well. And and here's the interesting thing too. Um, it might sound goofy, but I, I actually like am saddened by when, when Lent is over in part because like, uh, um, you know, like you trained so hard for something, and then it's like, okay, well, back to the normal grind. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, it, it it was funny because like this year, um, going up to Lent, I was actually really nervous about it. Like, I don't know how I'm ever gonna do it. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's it's a, it's a struggle. It's a legit struggle. But um, my priest, he always says like uh. Um, with uh, any fasting season, like start out, start out going hard, mm-hmm. um, and that it'll carry you forward. I like that. Um, and uh, it's interesting because, like um, Brandon, for example, he's like, "Well, I don't know about that. It seems like you'd get burnt out really quick that way." <laughs> and like, I, I get that concern that if you go too hard uh, at the gym the first day, that well. Now, now you, yeah, you're hurt. You're, yeah, you're your noodles, back. legs, and your arms yeah. don't work. <laughs> yeah. But, but those by going ahead and going those first two days um, with no food whatsoever, like it, it was going so hard that say, like, oh, okay, now I'm going to a meal in the evening. That's easy. Like that's nothing compared to what that was. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, it's been a rather simple. Uh, uh lent so far at least in that regard how long can we can go a week without eating nothing is that what it is yeah um uh, i think the longest i've gone is four days either it was either three or four days do you start hallucinating <laughs> around there like what happens to you after um after day three and a half or not eating no food what's what you going through yeah it's it's really interesting um and I mean, if if your health, I don't even want to say that, but uh, <laughs> uh, 
Don't do see, it. You was about to say if you don't do it, if, if you're not healthy. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, obviously, to the professionals, young boys. <laughs> but, I mean, I think fasting in general is like a good, healthy thing for more or less all people. <clears throat> but, um, for one, like your health is very important, and I've known people who have like, who like. I'll just go ahead and say it. So Brandon is a dumb idiot. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know. I might have found the actual title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon is an idiot. A uh, dumb um, idiot. Is what you're and I'm putting it in there. That's <laughs> But he, uh, it was frustrating because, like, I had been advocating the, the benefits of fasting, especially within the Christian tradition. And, like, um, like, I mean, it's hilarious. Uh, the Hungarian word for Easter is hushvét, which means meat-taking. Mm. The, the name Easter Crazy. in Hungarian is, is actually <laughs> a reference to the fact that they haven't been eating meat, mm. and now they get to have meat for the first time since Lent started, you know? Yep. So it's, it's like a major... They get to take in that, that meat? Yep, just All the way, man. For the hill. <laughs> But um, uh, send me that word, by the way. That's about to be my Twitter name for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, you're taking the <laughs> uh, pause. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, uh, so I was, t- I've been, I had been advocating fasting to him for a while, and then one year he decided to do it, and uh, he got sick. Um. <laughs> From from I can't remember what it was. He it came was down like a cold or like a, a flu or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he went to the doctor and like he got he had to get s- some medications and stuff. And the the medications you're supposed to take with food. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'm fasting, oh so I'm gonna God. go ahead. And- <laughs> oh, There's no priest in the world who would advise that. <laughs> They're like, no, you're not feeling well. Yeah, that sickness, that, that illness, is your fasting <laughs> yeah. now. That's the cross that you're bearing, not this fake cross, which is you choosing not to eat. I know what year this you know? was, because I, I, that was Brandon I saw on the Channel 2 News running butt naked down <laughs> Woodward. I remember that year. <laughs> yeah, so you remember. I remember that year. <laughs> well, Woodward Dream Cruise got really weird. <laughs> the best Dream Cruise I ever been to. <laughs> I was like, I gotta stop drinking Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 with that i i had i had learned like uh um that you know within the orthodox church like there's a, a strong relationship between uh, an individual and their spiritual father or spiritual mother and um like my priest would go ahead and tell anyone who's sick like no like you now you don't need to be fasting right now you know, or you're pregnant or what have you. Like, don't fast. You got other things oh, yeah. going Come on. Come on, baby girl. Like, you, fast. <laughs> you got a baby. You know? <laughs> it needs but, to eat. Without that <laughs> like, whole human there. <laughs> without without that guidance, I, I think people can people. go ahead and uh, and yeah. hurt themselves. And so right. while I do advocate it, and I think it's a good healthy thing, if you don't have some sort of like mentor guides sort of figure yeah. um I, I don't really advise it but uh yeah things if you're doing uh just water things get a little interest like the, the first i'd say within the first 12 to yeah within the first 12 hours 
that's like the most difficult. Yeah. Because um, you're used to eating on a regular schedule and you're interrupting that and your body's like, hey, man, uh, this isn't the norm. And uh, that's when the cravings are the worst. Um, after 24 hours, me personally, I've just been Gucci. Like, yeah. you know, there's no like I have to tell myself, all right, now it's time to eat. I like that. It's the um, snacking that kill people, right? Like it ain't yeah. really even the meals. It's the let me get up and grab this Snickers or this this bag of chips real quick because I'm hungry. That be mm-hmm. killing people. <laughs> yeah, well, you yeah. don't even realize how much snacking most pe- pe- people are doing. Yeah, yeah. The the number of times like you're in the checkout line and you, and you just grab something real quick. <laughs> you know, um, all those things really add up, and that's one of the things that's um interesting so uh <laughs> Let me, before you go there i'll even tell you this jake now that i got a son we've been doing intermittent fasting Th- this will happen sometimes too i'll be making him some breakfast and then when i'm making him something i get some sauce on my finger and be like mm. it'd be like oh <laughs> it'd be like kind of fucked up bro. <laughs> like that's the type of shit that'd be happening once you got other uh outside uh things in the crib too that you just gotta be mindful of yeah so uh there's like a number of uh things i want to go down uh I'm trying to keep it straight so here you go uh, again phrasing things you want to go down uh, that's crazy go ahead um <laughs> But yeah, so uh, with just the water, uh, it gets interesting at about the 24-hour mark. Um, I feel super dialed into things. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my mental acuity is just right there, boom. Uh, I can focus really well um, like in all that. everything in your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, time slows down a little bit, and like I feel like I, I could just figure things out a lot better. I think a lot more clearly. Yeah, Max Payne um, over here, slowing down yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh at at the third day things can get a little goofy um and uh and and that's definitely when like i'm running on e uh which actually um and like i'm just much more lethargic and tired um it's at eight o'clock and i'm like all right i think it's about bedtime (laughs) um and and that's and that's funny as well with uh just lent and having an extended period of time where you're just eating a single meal a day uh when we're fasting um i mean fasting is only um one leg of a three uh leg chair like um it's fasting prayer and almsgiving um so for one like if you're fasting you're not eating as much you're not spending as much money on uh on food, you have extra money. Give that to the poor. Um, if you see someone who, who who's in need, give to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're also spending less time preparing for food and stuff like that. So you got more time. So pray more. Yeah. You know, and and like it, all three of those things are, are necessary. And um, uh, but uh, what was it here? Um, you on the third day. So what's that fourth yeah. day like, bro? <laughs> After you go to sleep at eight o'clock on the third day. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that that one you just sort of blank out on <laughs> but, uh, but no uh when we fast um uh the orthodox position isn't that like so the jewish pres- position is that certain foods are clean certain foods are unclean mm-hmm. um when we fast from meat um during lent it's not because we think meat, meat is, is unclean. unclean it's um uh just a voluntary voluntary giving up of something and um it's it's to it helps 
refocus part of it is to like refocus what the purpose of food is and when you're when for 40 days you have been eating a single meal a day and then and then also trying to make it a small meal um and not just like one huge meal but one small meal um like by the end of lent i'm starting to get really tired around six o'clock mm. i'm like man eight o'clock i'm gonna be in bed <laughs> and then, but and then i eat work it. day too yeah yeah exactly but then i go ahead and i eat dinner and now i have like this newfound energy mm. and i mean obviously your body doesn't break down food that much but your body knows that it's running low on energy so it's starting to shut pr certain processes down um and then once you reassure it that food's coming that there's more fuel on the way then it like powers them back up and it, again it's not because like certain foods are clean or unclean but it's to remind us that while delicious tasting food is great that you shouldn't become a slave to that right you know you shouldn't become a glutton um that food has a proper like biological role in our lives and that is a fuel source mm -hmm. and here's plain evidence of yeah, it yeah, exactly you can't run away from you it like bro. i'm getting sleepy because yeah. i have it because I haven't had a, a, a bowl of rice with some raw veggies. And that sleep is going to get even longer the longer you don't eat nothing. Because that sleep become permanent. <laughs> two, more, right. two, 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 three more days. You've got a long nap you're about to take, boy. <laughs> and the reason why I asked that, Jake and Wazi, is because, um, you know, that's that's been like a common um, conversation in our household these last couple weeks, right? You especially like we going to Jamaica or we went to Jamaica. We going to Hawaii. You about to be in bathing suits out in the sun. You just want to look good and you want to feel good. So it's like, what's the best ways to to make that happen? And when we was growing up, and I don't know about y'all, but when when I was growing up, I always f thought that working out was the way. Like that's you know you just work out, bro. Get out there, burn some motherfucking carbs, you know, and and, and work out. You gonna be good. Now you're starting to realize like, oh, your diet is important as hell if you really want to lose weight the, the right way. So <clears throat> that's why I started looking into keto and shit, because truthfully wise, you might be the first person I know that was I heard keto from. Um, not to say that you invented it or nothing, but for me personally, I think you were the first person I know that was like, you know, on the keto wave. And and I've seen the motherfucking um, <laughs> the progress. And it's so funny because it's like you look at old pictures of us and I'm like, damn, I didn't even look at Wazi that way. But you see him now and you see him then. It's a big fucking difference. <laughs> like, like, and I didn't even notice it until you look back at the shit. So I, I want to ask you personally, because just from us being friends for how long we've been friends, you don't just jump into something like keto unless you've done your research on the shit. So what made you even say, all right, this is the way I think I want to go. And I, this is the way that I think it's going to benefit the, the way that's going to benefit me beside from the vegan slash vegetarian or the fasting or, you know, the, the other waves of shit that people have did to try to die slim fast shit. You know what I'm saying? What, what was, uh, what was the deciding factor for you that kept made you like, all right, keto is the one for me. Diabetes, not diabetes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I joke, but that, that that truly is one of the main reasons that I started keto. Um, I was on a pre, a pre diabetic medicine, and I I was actually taken off of it because of keto. Um, I just I, I knew keto from because it it's essentially Atkins plus. Uh -huh. um, 
And so, so and and I had followed low carb stuff. So I didn't go straight into keto. I went low carb for probably about a year, um, just because I was eating. You know, we had B dubs every week, and that is <laughs> fries. That is, you know, yep. breaded chicken. That Thursday, go home boy. Y'all know it. We going to B dubs. You know we are. <laughs> so yeah, it was mainly just. I was at a point in my life where I was so unhealthy that that things had to change. Yeah. Or they were going to change for me. So, um, I guess I just felt like you, I thought you did. Um, I feel like those I mean, other things could have stopped diabetes too. No fasting and I, veganism I think, and shit. I don't think veganism would, would because you're still eating pl- uh, a lot of fruits. You're still eating honey often. You're still mm. eating a lot of sweet things. And, yeah. yeah. Um, the main thing you're not having are is protein in, in a vegan diet. So, yep. um, and you have to supplement that with other proteins and keto for, for me just made sense. It was very low carb. Those were the, the things I was craving. Yeah, Those were, you know, I'd get home and I'd have like a pantry full of those like easy max and just throw, throw, throw one in and make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, keto made me actually start preparing my own food, getting chicken and, you know, putting it yeah. on on a grill or baking it. Um, it was kind of one of those things where it just, it made sense to me. Like for, for me to really get into something, it has to make sense to me. I'm right. I, I and that's why I was go, like, I know that. that. And that's why I'm like, you. I know Wazi did this because it made sense, bro. And that's why, I, that's that's what I want. So keep going. <laughs> yeah. I, so on, on I was on Metformin with the uh, pre-diabetic stuff and just low carb, I dropped like 40 pounds in a couple months. Yeah. And that wasn't even trying. That was just eating less or not eating. Like, you know, if I was going to get chicken, maybe get it not breaded. I can still have fries. I can still have, you know, just, just slowly cutting it down. And then um, once I got taken off the metformin, I'm like, all right, this is working for me. So I'm going to keep going. And then I went harder into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and one thing you had said about you had always thought working out was the the key thing. Um, out of your entire daily calorie expenditure, at least 2,300 to 2,400 calories are, is just existing. Yeah. So if you put it, if you put that into a workout, that's what, like a four or five hour run that you'd have to do just to equal (laughs) how much it costs to, to, to live calorie wise. So that was the, the, the other thing about keto for me is, is it wasn't a workout regimen. It yeah. was counting calories, knowing how much you're intaking and letting your body tell you when it needed things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though, um, if you, if you know, to get that resting, um, like for lack of a better word, but like well, the existing, uh, uh, calorie resting, or, uh, metabolic rate. Oh yeah, metabolic rate. Yeah, or whatever. You know, like the, the, the two thousand or whatever that you had said yeah. for just existing. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, it depends on how, like, what your muscle mass and all that sort of thing is. So, if you have higher muscle mass from working out, then that's also how you can go ahead and increase that baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, like, I think it really depends on a lot of different things, but a little bit of both. Uh, Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying working out oh, needs yeah. to be cut out, but oh, like, no, no. don't run for four hours a day, 
just to, to try to lose weight. You yeah. know, eat eat less. Uh, eat less bullshit. Chicken nuggets. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I, this was just a super fascinating um, topic for me, and I didn't expect this to go on like this. But I kind of did because y'all <laughs> so y'all so knowledgeable about this shit. So to wrap this up and move on to the next thing, um, because I'm also asking for friends that I have. I got friends who are close to that that same stage that you was at, Wazi. Like if I don't make a change now, I'm going to have diabetes, or and friends who have been diagnosed with it now because of their bad habits. So were there any like um <clears throat> I don't know, is there any sites or videos or something that you can use as resources to help you start on the path of keto and fasting that you two guys would um recommend? I mean that we can put in like the description of the video too. When I started, I, I used uh there was a keto subreddit, but that was before it became a fad and before it became a target for anybody hating it. I don't, I don't know what a good resource we're at right now would be. Okay. Well, you think we could look it up though? I'll, yeah, I'll see if there's anything, but yeah. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> there, there's probably a couple good. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I can find. I'll make we'll, a note we'll of help it. You. We'll, we got you people. We're going to find something yeah. good and put it in the description. What about you, Jay? Because I know a lot of your stuff is, um, well, go ahead. Well, um, yeah. I don't know, um, but uh, what was it I was gonna say here? Like, uh, I think the I think really like a regardless of what you do, more or less, like the a, the major benefit is the heightened consciousness that's demanded from it. Um, you know, for example, Mike, you with the, the intermittent fasting, um, you're going ahead and preparing food for your son and then you lick a little sauce off your finger. You didn't think about that. Yeah. That was just a, that was just a habit. And then you're like, dang it. And that makes, that forces you to realize just how unconscious and out of control some of these things are. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're doing keto, you might go ahead and instinctively go ahead and grab a fry off of like a, you know, like, you know, your date's plate or yeah. something like that. And then it's like, <laughs> dang it, that's, you know, but like you weren't even thinking about it and, and it just shows you how unconscious a lot of these things are. So I think for one, regardless of what you do, I mean, talk to your doctor and find out something that works for you. Cause like That's Wazi said, it was the sugars that were such a high concern for him. Well then keto makes perfect sense in that regard. Yeah. But if you have like a, you know, I don't know, a uh, protein allergy or something. Yeah. Then, then it wouldn't. So, um, you know, talk, you know, talk to your doctor. Don't be afraid to go ahead and ask. Stupid Get questions. a doctor, by the way, like yeah. as men, we, we don't never go to the fucking doctor. Who's your doctor? What hospital do you go to? If something is wrong, who do you call? If you don't feel right, a lot of guys out here don't got that. So I'm glad you brought that up, Jake. First yeah. off, Get a fucking doctor. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, yes, we, we we probably if you if you eighteen and I I think you even up to twenty something, you can still talk to your pediatrician. Ask your mom who your pediatrician is. Go talk to them. And then if you got a job, you got you got insurance with most of your jobs. Go on the network and just find a doctor and go in and get a regular checkup and then ask them any questions that you got and you start from there, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and and just paying more attention to the, those little things. Anything that helps you do that, I think, is a, a good thing because it's Women also too, my bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I just know men is hard headed as fuck. <laughs> Women care about shit. Women yeah. just want to die and get a Viking fucking funeral at the end and shit <laughs> at twenty four. 
Yeah, so anything that just gets you thinking about things a little bit more and consciously choosing what you're eating and not just accepting whatever you're being fed um, is, is, a, is a good start. Um, but yeah, I don't know of any resources for the intermittent fasting um, like off the top at all. Just, uh, I mean, find something that's comfortable to start with. Just like anything, like just like you're going to the gym, you know, like what can I do? Let me establish a baseline. Okay. I'm going to start with a 16 hour window. Yep. 16 hours, you know, start to finish. I'm allowed to eat. And then I'm going to go ahead and do that for like, let's say a month. And now we're going to drop it down to 15 and, and that sort of thing and work mm-hmm. your way up, you know, um, and uh, just being t- intentional about it. Yep, that's what I was going to say. Just just the basis of both of these things. Yep. Keto, cut the fucking carbs and sugar out your diet. And for intermittent fasting, choose a window where that you're allowed to eat. You know, 8 to 8, like, J- that's 12 hours. That should be good yeah. enough for your ass. Oh, yeah. You know, or, t- you know, or. You know you ain't eating at 8 a.m. Yeah. Come on, now. <laughs> exactly. Like, and then after 8 p.m., you don't eat nothing else, bro, until you wake up the next day. Like, cut the shit out. And then, like Jake say, you lower that window. You get to a point where you are getting your body in that fasting mode. So for intermittent fasting, there's just a window that you can eat in and can't eat out of. And for keto, there's just shit that you can't eat, period. <laughs> point blank. So do some Google. But you can we'll eat put, more bacon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and we'll put some Googles in here for y'all too to look up. But y'all, y'all can do y'all Googles if y'all really want to change y'all life. Jake, really quickly, I want to see if you can confirm this, but when I started like intermittent fasting and keto, both, I learned to read my body more, Like your body tells you tons of information about what you need and what you don't need. And most people just flat out ignore it and don't do that. Yeah. People think a lot of times that when they are hungry, that they hungry, when in reality, you probably just thirsty. You don't realize that dehydration hit, uh, 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 make you feel hungry, dog. Drink more water, bro. <laughs> we're on a trip. Yeah, we're going on a trip. Look at where, where you taking us, Jake. <laughs> where are we going, Jake? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it, it was you guys were starting to break up a little bit there. So uh, uh, I'm standing above uh, the, the water. <laughs> Downstairs now, so, uh, instead of laying in bed, I will stand up for you. Well, you know, um, studies show that standing up while you're working. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, I'd say, uh, um, so, yeah, some of that stuff was cutting out, but um, see here if I remember the general gist. Yeah, your body does tell you a lot of stuff. Pay attention, um, and uh, like I don't know, it's a it's a really interesting thing, you know, um, and. I'd say also, um, like, be forgiving to yourself. Like, it is work. Like, this is mm-hmm. something new that you're trying to do, and it's going to be difficult. So you got to be forgiving when you do make a mistake, mm-hmm. but don't allow, don't enable yourself to continue making mistakes. Yeah. Keep striving forward, and and it's really like wild because one of the things is that you're developing discipline. That like, okay, sure, you might lose weight or what have you that's cool but like the even better thing is that you're developing a discipline that can translate to your work can translate to your relationships and stuff like that you know so yeah it's not about a lot of people um like to do i want to get down to this many pounds you can't it can't be that this ain't a i'm gonna get back i'm gonna get down to 120 and then 
Because once you get there, what you going to do? Go back to the same shit you was already doing and end up back in the same position you was just in. This ain't a, a two-month, let me just get down to this pound and I'm going to look good in Miami and then be a piece of shit for the rest of your life. This is a lifestyle. You got to change this shit because it's going it, it ends to longevity in your life, healthiness, and it make you just going to feel better. People be wondering why I'm so tired at work and want to get five-hour energy. This is why you fucking tired all the time, bro. You're not sleeping enough. You're not eating right. Period. Point blank. You're not exercising. Exercise don't make you tired, bro. I, when you get up and wake up in the morning, you be energized, dog. It'll make you tired a little later if you went too crazy. But <laughs> after a good workout, bro, my day is set, dog. I'm ready to kill the world, bro. <laughs> So you got to remember these things. And like Jake said, it's hard. You're going to make mistakes, but don't fucking don't give up after a mistake. Got to keep going. Yeah, that's weak. That is weak. <laughs> that's, don't that's beat yourself up. Thing. You said what, Wazzy? Don't, don't beat yourself up over it. Yeah. You always have another day to continue. Exactly. Bro. Yeah, that's the easy thing to do. The easy thing is to go ahead and beat yourself and up quit. and give up. Yes. <laughs> you know what the difficult thing is? To go ahead and accept, oh, wow, I made a mistake. I'm gonna try again. <laughs> Big That's fucking hard. facts, dog. That's good shit. Um, Ketosis Jones. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing. There's a couple of things I wanted to ask y'all about, but um, it's been a couple of weeks, so I, I I already led the question in a lot. So I'm gonna just let y'all got anything that y'all got on y'all tablet that you want to bring up <clears throat> for the people. For the 500 downloads a month that we get. So is DMX dead or not? <laughs> That's not photos, chill. Not fucking funny. Uh, <laughs> DMX is not dead yet. The dog is still alive. But this is another thing. Remember when Kobe died and how bad the reporting was on that incident? This is another thing like that, bro. People just want to have the first thing out <laughs> and the information ain't right. So, no, he not dead. But then two days ago, I saw he got they took him off the breathing thing and he's he's getting better. and He's feeling good. And then yesterday I see they took him off a breathing thing, but it's still in critical condition and he's dead. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have no clue what's about to happen with our dog X. But the reporting on it is terrible. <laughs> just like it is for just about everything in this world. <laughs> right, because it's all about the clicks and getting there first because then you got more clicks. and That's crazy. But yeah, X is still is still with us. I don't know. I don't know what his condition is, though. But the dog is still here. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was crazy to see though the od and shit and the drugs man it's like <sighs> yeah i guess i, mean, I don't I'll... never really understand what overdosing is i i understand that it is like you took too much drug right but sometimes yeah. these guys tolerance is so crazy i feel like sometimes i've heard that they didn't like necessarily overdose but Maybe it was a bad batch or it's the mm, same. It yeah. was the same batch and the same dose they usually take, but they body just couldn't take it that one time. Like, I don't know. Drug so, shit is different, bro. Yeah. So that's a big thing when it comes to heroin. Um, <clears throat> Bradley from uh, Sublime, that's that's how uh, he OD'd because he was doing really well. He had gotten clean. 
Uh, mm. But so he had been doing heroin for so long, mm-hmm. and um, he had built up a tolerance. So as like he was going through that phase of his life, he was doing more and more and more and more heroin. And then um, he got clean, and he was clean for a while, and things were going well. So your tolerance lowers. But the thing is, is that typically, like one of the the things about when someone um, who's a heroin addict relapses is that they go back to, well, this is the dose I was taking mm-hmm. last. Yeah. Not, I mean, because you're not thinking all that clearly. Right. So you're not thinking that your tolerance has gone down. So then you take that massive dose that you used to be able to handle, yeah. but you, you ain't got the tolerance. And then you're, you know. That, that sounds kind of, because I feel like, X was getting a little better, dog, and like, cause he just did the verses with uh Snoop, and he was looking skinnier, or not skinnier, he was looking bigger, like, like fatter, which was good for him because he had looked yeah. so fucking skinny at one point. It was like, oh, you actually eating and getting some weight back? Like this how the this how the drunk uncle's supposed to look, like the <laughs> belly and everything. Like you up there, you having a good time? Yeah, cause that crack uncle. Yeah, got <laughs> the crack oh. uncle look different than the drunk uncle, bro, and that's <laughs> a fact. <laughs> and so it was like, yeah, we we um. It, it, I feel like what you said probably is the, the um what happened. Mm-hmm. Same with Mac Miller, bro. Same with a lot of these guys, dog. It's just crazy how it's just that easy. The same way I hit that motherfucking barbecue sauce, you fuck around and hit that that crack. <laughs> Get a little crack on your fingertips, dog, and you back in there, man. I don't know. Have y'all did y'all know anybody ever that overdose? Um, yeah, my cousin. Yeah. What about you, Wise? Yeah. Not directly, but by association. Yeah, and we both, we all, we all know um, JJ, you know, and it, yeah. it's always just terrible to hear about shit like that. So it's like y'all be, it, it's worse because you'd be like, you was trying to do good and then you just slipped. And then that one slip was, you know, the one that made you fall off the cliff. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, prayers up for our dog DMX and anybody else that's out there battling that shit, bro. Cause it's, it's you, you never recovered. You're always recovering, <laughs> you know, and it's a day to day battle until the day you die. And, you know, the boys at the no consensus podcast got y'all back. If y'all need something else, <clears throat> just that crack right here, just turn on this podcast. You don't need no crack. What you need crack for? It's right here. We right here. Snort, <laughs> snort this shit, baby. <laughs> I mean, and if you are struggling, man, like, like, there's no shame in asking for help. You know, mm-hmm. like, none of us, like, we were, none of us came into this world alone. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> was right there, boy. <laughs> and, you know, so like, there's really no shame in it. It's a, it's a goofy sort of thing. I understand it, but um. You ain't even got to ask for help, neither. If you just want to talk, shoot the message, man. We here. You know our Twitters. You know the IG. You know the Facebooks. We'll put you in a group. We might have to make the Discord soon, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I, that's funny. What about you, Wise? What you been, um, what you been on these last couple of weeks? Uh, played some, saw some Outriders, got into that, went through. Uh... Bro. I can't wait till we can play together. These motherfuckers fucked up the X play. <laughs> the cross uh, play don't work. Jake, you got a game yep. that's coming out, and the whole thing is like it's super cross play. Everybody can play with everybody. And then the first week, the cross play don't work, bro. So I can't even like. Oh my god. 
I can't even play with my dog Wazi on this shit, bro. And I, it irritates my soul. They probably have it fixed this week. Hopefully, you think Waz? You seen anything about it? <laughs> they have too many other problems they have to fix. I don't think so. I think this is the main problem that they have. <laughs> I mean, stability. Like there was another issue today where multiplayer randomly went down. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, if you can't get regular multiplayer now, yeah. What else, bro? Uh, I started watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that was pretty good. Uh, I'm still <laughs> on episode one, but I'm gonna check. I'm gonna knock out the next two. Finished up a couple animes too, so waiting on stuff to start back up. A couple. When Wazzy say he finished up a couple anime, Jake, that means he finished twenty anime probably <laughs> this last two weeks. And get, each. Because let me tell I'd you this: four. this year, bro. 2021 this been one of the best starts of a year for anime that i've had in a long time it's been all fire damn near um damn near been all fire bro so i'm i'm super excited to see how the rest of this year play out because they did 2020 dirty game video games and anime did 2020 dirty like we in the house bro why y'all can't (laughs) we was bored as hell last year now the world is starting to get a little bit back to whatever we want it to be. And now y'all want to be fire again. Trash. Um, What I was going... Oh, you know what else I want to ask y'all? <laughs> so we... um um The last time we had talked about briefs versus boxers. And then the, like two weeks ago, I was eating something, right? I forgot what I was eating. Where's this going? This is... <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? We're talking, we were talking about Bruce Boxer. Yeah. Bro. I was eating sausage and I was thinking was... about boxers and Bruce. <laughs> that pierogi. Um, uh, y'all fucked me up. Breeze, I, what was I eating, bro? I don't remember what I was eating, y'all, but it was a, something with a variety of different things in it. And was it that cinnamon toast uh, no. uh, uh, shrimp tails? Oh, uh, no. I thought you were going to say cinnamon toast dick or something like that. No, it wasn't none of that. Uh, when I, was, I don't remember what I was eating, but then I thought to myself, I always am the guy that likes to save the best for last. And I was like, are you guys the same way? Do y'all eat y'all favorite part of like a variety meal first? Or are you a save the best for last type of guy? It, it, it's funny you bring that up because that was actually on my mind last week. I don't remember what I was watching. I was watching something where they said, are you the kind of person who saves the best for last? And I was thinking, and I'm like, I never consciously thought about it, but from now on, I'm going to eat the best part first because that is the best time when it's done perfectly. Like if you save the best for last, you're not having the best at its best. So have the best at its best and have the lower quality shit at a lower quality. Hmm. So now Wazi eats ice cream before his dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what I was eating? I was just eating a regular dinner now that I think about it. It was like steak. Okay, sure. It was like steak, macaroni, like some greens or something, potatoes, 
And I just noticed myself saving the steak for like last, like eating all the sides first and then eating, you know, eating, sprinkling the steak in there, but leaving the steak as like the last, last thing I was eating. Like an and exclamation like, point and on I, that. I always eat like that, bro, because it's like everything else is all right, but I like to finish off tasting the best thing for last. But Wazi, you make a very compelling point. <laughs> I'm not going to be mad at that. It's not going to change how I eat, though, I don't think. But I'm going to look at my plate differently from now on. What about Mike, you, Jake? Mike's nothing first now. <laughs> I, I said I saved the best for last, not first. God damn. Um, but no, uh, I know I used I, – I guess I don't really pay too much attention to it now – but I used to, for sure, save the best for last. And I was always a divide and conquer. So, like, <laughs> I'm eating the mashed potatoes. And then once I'm done with those, then I'm going ahead and moving on to something else. And then mm, I'm moving on to else. So it was one by one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but now I do a little bit more of, like, a, a little bit of this and then a little bit of that. Um, and I move, you know... You know, I got that bob and weave going on. When I'm on that plate now, but uh, um, I I think I I think I've been sprinkling more of like my favorite in earlier, um, and, and actually actually I definitely go ahead and will take a bite of my favorite thing first, get that, and then I'll go. But I save the majority of it for last yeah. still. I think that's how I do it too, but so, but I would still consider that saving the best for last, though. Yeah. yeah what do you think well, about what do you think about Wazi's breakdown, though? Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, but, but, but in regards to steak, uh, if you're going ahead and letting your steak um, set after you cook it, what you can do is have it out there, you know, just sitting while you're eating the sides and all that sort of thing. So now it's actually at the appropriate time where it is ready and you've saved, you've saved it for that, life. I like that. I like if that you, too. If you have a meal where the resting can happen while you're eating. That's that what I'm saying. But most of the time, I, I can't, I can't, I, I've been cooking a lot this last year, y'all, and I still can't get the timing right on my cooking. That's, that's like the next step that I'm trying to take it to being a good yeah. chef. Um, like that timing, because you got to realize certain shit just cook faster than other shit, bro. And I mean, I stay stupid. fucking it up, bro. <laughs> so, so the biggest thing about cooking is the uh, mise en place, having everything in place. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you can, like, <laughs> say mise en place, oh, no, no, it's Jake. French. What you just did was fucking fire, Jake. What the hell is that? Dude disappeared uh, and jumped up and was like, <laughs> Well, the timing just happened to be perfect. Like my knee, my knees were like, "You need to pop me, bro." So I went down to pop. And then, and, pop, and then he said, drop it. Pop, then he said, drop it. French on us, so that's funny as hell. Me's on place, bro. You know that so, French. Yeah, cut up anything early you you can, and it makes uh, timing stuff out a lot easier. You said cut up. Like, yeah, so like like if I wanna if I'm making a chicken dish and I know I want strips that marinated, I'll cut those up. I'll I'll just I'll put a bunch of foods in different like Tupperwares, mm -hmm. um, and then I I save the actual cutting portion 
right? I can do the the cutting portion, not during the prepping stuff I feel or you. cooking time. Yeah, not and it's little things that I notice now that I'm cooking too. Like my next house, I'm gonna have a bigger stove, right? Like I feel like I can't get as much shit on that bitch as I want to be cooking at the same time. I'm gonna have more counter space, like I can, so I can have more shit on the counter getting prepared as I want. You know, it's it's just little shit like that that. You know, you don't even notice as a fucking if you unless you cooking, <laughs> unless you be in right. the kitchen, bro. <laughs> right? Yeah, because like I mean, like you know, if you if you weren't thinking about anything, it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's you know, your guys' kitchen's just fine, but it's kind of like a hallway. Yeah, exactly. You know, and stuff. so like yeah, exactly what, it is. what you're trying to prepare, like it's like, all right, well, this just ain't working out for me. <laughs> and it's just me and show now too. But when Jack Jack get to be about ten, eight, and then we if when we have another kid, he like seven, you know. Hey, speaking of Jack Jack, who taught this boy how to speak, bro? This is what's he doing? Actually, making comprehensive sounds. <laughs> it's, it's 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 pop over here, bro. Mom and pop, bro. And I can't hate dog if you give them the right cartoons for the right amount of time. They learn shit from it. They minds is fucking sponges, bro. So I only let them watch stuff that's actually trying to teach them shit during the day. And then like um, Coco Melon got all the songs and that just seemed to help you learn shit a little better when it's in song format. So, yeah, you you let them watch shit like that, you know, for an hour or so out the day. You you sit down with them and just talk to them regularly. I don't do no Google guy got shit with my son, bro. I say, Mike, come here. Jack, Jack, sit down. Jack, can I have that? Please, thank you. You talk to them like regular people, right. and then they'll catch on. <laughs> that was so, one thing I had heard is just talking, talking to kids like they're people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's it's a less it's it's not demoralizing, and B they get the idea of how speaking works. So it's, it's, it's not, bro. And because the simple fact is, he understood us. He's understood what we were saying to him for this. He was like probably 14 months you know maybe even a year i could tell him to do something and he'll run and go do it he understood it but now it's actually like matriculating into him being able to respond back to things that i'm saying and i just i credit all that to just talking to him (laughs) like talking to him and then letting him watch stuff that talks to him as well dog so and at the end of the day, your kid gonna learn how to talk eventually. It's just whether or not he gonna learn at two or ten. <laughs> you know, well, yeah, and it's, it's funny because you know, I think it's a part of like that sort of helicopter parent mentality that like, oh, I got like my kid can't do anything. Yeah, um, I protect them from everything, and it's mm-hmm. like, nope. There's there's so much smarter and so much more capable of, of uh, and um, so much durable. Yeah. You know, so. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you could throw them around. Yeah, a you little. just toss their asses around, bro. But no, seriously, you they they are way smarter than you think that they are. I tell my son, you got to do it in steps. Like so, like first it was always like, um, um, I don't even want to say commands because it sounds like a dog, but that's how that's kind of how it is. Like, hey, Mike, instruction. Yeah, instruction. One one step instruction. Like, pick that up. And then it turned into, hey, pick that up and throw it away. That's two steps right there. And he knows exactly how to do that. Hey, mm-hmm. grab that wipe and wipe that up. Because he like to fucking spill the milk on the floor. Grab a paper towel, wipe it up. He'll grab it. He run over there and wipe it up. He think it's a game right now. So I'll be like, all right, cool. You ain't going to think this is a game <laughs> after a while, though. 
but it's just it's like you said it's just simple stuff like that that they they gonna catch on bro they smart as hell <clears throat> they smarter than you sometimes goddamn because my son will look at me like and as soon as i turn my back <laughs> so i'm getting fucked up <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading a little bit about um, like that whole child development thing and uh, sort of like ways to um, like activities for kids at certain ages and, and all that jazz and um, it's it's wild, man. It Don't is. underestimate because that's all I wake up reading, Jake. I look that shit up every day. Like, what should I be doing, Mike, at his age, at his month age? You know how we used to make fun of people like stop telling us that he's this many months, but I see why they do it now. Now after two years, stop telling me he's twenty six months years old. That's no, no, he's two. But from from zero until two, I understand yeah. why you do months because months every month between zero and two is a huge milestone. So my son being eighteen months is not the same as my son being twenty months. It is it's just not. Dog, it's a different milestone. They learn in different shit. They move in different shit. So I understand now as a dad, I understand why people would be like, oh, he's twenty one months. He's eighteen months. Seventeen months. But after two, that motherfucker two. So stop it. <laughs> He's two, three, four, five. It, it's done after 24 months. Don't tell me he 27, 27 months. You sound like you're talking about a bid in prison. Like, that's not what he is. <laughs> but what you go learn, too, as a dad is that your kid, everybody's different. Kids is not no exception, bro. So you see a lot of people say do flashcards, do this and that. Mike, it don't give a fuck about no flashcards. <laughs> he might stick with me for like 10, 30 seconds, bro. And then he like, he grabbed the flashcard, he look at it, and then he crumpled that bitch up and throw it. And I'm like, damn, that's a good throw. You want to go play some baseball? Like, <laughs> like, but it's consistency. So he, he, his, um, he getting a little longer every day with sticking with me with it, but he's still not interested in that stuff. So you got to try to incorporate what your kids is interested in. You got to incorporate learning into what they're interested in doing. And, you know, you we it's common sense sometimes, but you just be so worried about, is he behind? Is he forward? Is my son a genius? Is he just a regular motherfucker that you forget that it's just a person? Just do right. it. Cater to him, dog. <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like a, the, the dieting and fasting and all that jazz. Like, your body's talking to you. Listen to it. Exactly. You know, it's not speaking to you the way that you might... <laughs> hearing it but if you listen long enough like you'll start to understand it and your kid might not be able to verbalize yet but like they're still talking to you so go ahead and learn their language and then use that as a means to go ahead and teach them that stuff right i'm rolling where you at on on the dog decision wazi we gonna we gonna get a little puppy over there bro or a six-month dog that's already potty trained what you want to do I don't know. I I want to, but at the same time, I'd also want a bigger dog. And would would it be? Would you want to get him at a puppy though, or would you want him? You know, like I said, like six months potty so. trained and everything. Or you want to get him? You know, seven, eight weeks. No, I, I think I'd want to train train early. It's always what what we did growing up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, except for my parents' current dog, we we always had puppies, and I always enjoyed training them. So yeah, that is a good part. <clears throat> So you just on the fence about it still? Maybe if like the right one came around or something. Yeah, I, mean, I don't really have a reason not to get one. I feel it's you. just child could use more friends. 
<clears throat> and T'Challa is a great dog for other dogs to be around to learn how to be around other dogs <laughs> because he don't beat up other dogs. He just be cool. And at his age, younger dogs just eat off of his vibe. You know what I'm saying? Because once he's only two, but he's big as hell. <laughs> and, and, and so like they, you know, other dogs just respect that. And since he's so chill, they learn how to chill and relax, but he's also energetic enough to play with little dogs. Like we just had my boy hop dog over here for a weekend and I got Veda now. That's my uh, boy um, Uzoma's dog. And they just chill, bro. They they don't do nothing. They be in the backyard. They relax. Veda's his age. Um, Hop's dog was like, is only like four months. So that's a baby. So he he need you know I, he could always use other friends I guess is what I'm saying even you Jake go ahead and get you a get you a little puppy we can go ahead and be his friend days. Jake yeah. hey T <laughs> Jake full up to the crib that's my, that's and just my... oh all fours walks to my backyard <laughs> huffing and barking that's Jake, no kissing on my my fire pit. <laughs> Jake, if you go in my backyard, lift your leg up and piss, bro. I don't know what we gonna have to do. <laughs> That's not acceptable. That's unacceptable. That's Only unacceptable. if he catches you, though. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. If you just come straight to the back, Julia's in in the house, like um, oh, running interference. It. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe, I need you to go ahead and uh, distract him. I, I got to take a leak real quick. Just use the bathroom. I got my own bathroom. I would already. love to just see how TC will react to you. Oh, all, all four is just walking around and pissing with your leg up. I don't know how he would react. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm I'm for you getting a little a, a doggy. Um, you said a big dog, though. What you talking about? German, uh, Golden, Rottweiler. What you, what you thinking about? Mastiff. Not too big, but yeah, like the masses is like fucking bears. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I kind of like huskies, but they're howlers and huskies. A, a lot of it is the dogs I want. I don't want to put the extra effort in that those kind of dogs need. Like a husky, you that. have to walk every day, yeah, and you have to like strap weights to them so they don't <laughs> have boundless energy and stuff. I'm rolling. So, yeah, yeah. You don't pull your car. Have her pull the car. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny yeah. to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, German, I, you look like a German Shepherd guy, bro. I, I can see you walking around with a German. They got energy, but they real easy. You not. What's the word I want to say? They're not easy to train, but they are trainable, like real good with training. Yeah. So they they oh, real wow. obedient, real smart. Like I can see you having a real cute and dope gold um golden <laughs> a German <laughs> Shepherd though. Golden a, a lot of sh shepherds tend to have bad hips. Yeah. So. Oh, is that a thing? Mm -hmm. Damn. So what you got? Oh, massage a, lot them? German, a, a, a lot of German shepherds tend to have bad hips late in life. That okay. way, it can't get <laughs> taken out of context. Them Germans. <laughs> Those Germans are hips. Just oh, that fucking clog! Dead, that clog dancing. Is that Germans that be dancing with the clogs? If I just tripping. Uh, well, that's more of the Dutch, but Dutch. Germanic peoples. But yeah, okay, I think okay. the Germans do that too. Okay. All right, I'm not. I'm not way off. Wazzy, what what are you used to training? From yeah, back what are, what did you have growing up? Uh, so growing up, our first dog was a giant cocker spaniel. We got uh, giant I named him cocker Tramp. spaniel. What did, what did that look? So it was a cocker spaniel, but he was like the Barkley of of cocker spaniels. He was like forty pounds and just 
like okay. not even fat, just like huge. Hmm. Um, and I named him Tramp because he looked like Lady from Lady and the the Tramp because that makes sense. Um, you named him Tramp because he looked like Lady. <laughs> That's so fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, I was like seven years old. It's fire. I mean, though. it made sense. Okay, Cocker Spaniels. Um, okay, I be knowing all these well, dogs. So, I just never know their names. <laughs> after that, we had a giant Schnauzer, uh, which are like like they used to be beer mm-hmm. house. Yeah. Our dog. These dogs got that like oh uh, the, the Chinese and... man beard. Yeah, <laughs> those dogs uh, is cool. Trained shit. her. We had a Rhodesian Ridgeback. After that, Rhodesian. that that dog was smart. Rhodesian um, Ridge. It was actually so it was a it was a Rush Rhodesian back? boxer mix. Say it again, bro. Rhodesian Ridgeback. It was a mix of that and a boxer, and it was smart. She was the, the smartest dog I've ever seen and agile. Mm, yeah, um, look at this. Yeah, that's a. Be- I know she was smart as hell. So those are the kind of dogs that that I grew up with. I, yeah, I would go ahead and get one of these again. She, this is a beautiful dog here. This Rhodesian Ridgeback. Pull her up real they quick. They like jumping. So my Ooh. fence, I'd have to like extend. Um, well, she could jump high. She she could easily jump over my fence now if she was here. <sighs> yeah, bro. Neutering helps that type of shit because most of the times they jump in to like go fuck. <laughs> 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 so I would say just neuter them, and it helped with longevity of life. But you never know. <clears throat> well, well, his was neutered. Imagine what it, how high it could jump if it was not neutered. <laughs> <laughs> was a beast just jumping to the moon that's a beautiful dog right there though Wise. i ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie to you <clears throat> yeah they look cool uh, it reminds me of up when they when they start growling so it looks really cool yeah i'll be peeping out on tc i'll be like put your hairs down boy what you mad at <laughs> shut up <laughs> Uh, but that is one thing that dog owners got to learn. You better learn your dogs. Uh, you better learn the, yeah, the warning signs, bro. <laughs> yeah, my dog don't bite. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you get pissed off or, or, or agitated. Yeah, they change, bro. Oh, yeah, the right <laughs> situation. We all bite. If you him in the right place, he will bite you. That's a fact. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Um, 125, 125. Um, I did want to ask y'all real quick about um this can't even be real quick, dog. <laughs> There's two more things I wanted to talk to y'all about. Uh so I might leave one for next time and then just ask y'all about this. Did y'all see about the Georgia voting laws? No. Nope. Um so this one might be quick then because <laughs> <laughs> so Teach basically us, so basically Georgia just passed a law um and I'm going to go back real quick to see like the the main things bill 531 and essentially it makes it harder to vote in Georgia um, and, and let me tell you this so f- the first three main points um limits early voting on weekends adds ID requirements for absentee ballot applications, and then sets a brand new shorter deadline to request an absentee ballot, 
right? Time to get an That's absentee three. ballot. And then the next the three. The Senate is also considering <clears throat> ending no excuse absentee voting. Come on, bitch. And I don't need to hear you talk. <laughs> has been sharply polarized. Um, and then it ends um, no excuse absentee voting. And then it ends automatic voters, voter registration at the DMV. House bill. <clears throat> or actually those last two, they're, they're trying to get passed for this next bill that they putting out. So just to recap, what is on the bill right now is that um, you don't get, it limits the early voting on weekends, ID requirements for absentee ballot applications, and then there's a smaller deadline to get an absentee, absentee ballot. So my, my question is always like, okay, ID requirements for ba absentee ballot applications. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't, off, off the top, I don't see what's wrong with that. Probably should need an ID to get an absentee ballot right. So I don't really know what that issue is. But when you start limiting um, voting times on weekends and then you start setting smaller deadlines for absentee ballots, why are you doing that? <laughs> why are you making it harder for people to get ballots and vote um, as opposed to, you know, making voting more accessible to uh, people around the world? And I know y'all don't, it's, there's more to this shit, a lot more. This is just like the three main ballot points that I've seen in this, um, this video. So there's more, and I want y'all to like kind of do some research on it, but yeah, just what do y'all think about that? Why would you, why would you make time shorter and make it, you know, <laughs> deadline shorter to make it harder to vote when it's our, most people already have issues voting. <laughs> to be honest, um, I kind of came in this with a, a bias, like what you said, uh, making it more difficult to vote for in Georgia. I've, I assumed that it was going to be about um, voter ID um, regulations, like requirements and, and that sort of there, thing. There's more stuff like that in there. I just... Well, go, yeah, go but um, like, so... Which so this isn't even on it, but like I I get confused a little bit about the hang up about um needing an ID to vote. Um like I already because, gotta show my ID. <laughs> right, well, so, like it's it's been hilarious because uh um people like I think Steven Crowder, but like conservative uh types have gone around college campuses asking white people like what they think like young white liberal people what they think about it and they're like, yeah you know it's just unfair that you know um you know black people they just don't have licenses they don't have ids and it's unfair and racist to go ahead and make it where uh they need that to go ahead and vote when they just don't have it and then it cuts to like walking around like you know and, and asking some black person like do you have a an id and they're like yeah why the hell wouldn't i <laughs> you know um <laughs> So uh, I don't really see the the issue with like just like on the surface requiring an ID, and if that is so much of a problem uh, and people aren't being represented, then I think we need to look at how those IDs get out and make and streamline that process and make it easier to get an ID right, mm -hmm. uh, so that people then can vote. Um, but yeah, as but, the, but then I'm actually listening to you and not having that bias and those assumptions. I'm actually listening to the stuff that you're saying. Like, all that stuff sounds goofy. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, what we're limiting, like, part of the thing that makes these um, elections so difficult is that we have limited volunteers mm -hmm. and a limited amount of time. Yeah. So now we're going to go ahead and make this all, like, just try and cram it all the more. 
Like, we're going to come up with actually more issues, which are going to, like, go ahead and then, like, validate your suspicions that there's corruption or whatever. Yeah. And uh, when it's like, well, no, actually, this is the byproduct of what you did, numbnuts. <laughs> I, I, I almost wonder if the shorter voting times are their, it, it's their weird roundabout way to, like, level the playing field, you know, of people saying, oh, I can't go in during the week. I have to work. It's not like I can just go and, and, you know, do something for an hour. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, that, that could be their way around that, which I hope not because that that's a terrible idea. But Right, because that would um, affect more people who, who like may work part-time jobs, right? They might work three part-time jobs, so it's more difficult for them to request time off. Whereas if you got a white-collar job, you could be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the morning off to go vote or what have you. Yeah, it it isolates your population. Honestly, we should be having like uh, when it comes to voting, uh, we should be having days off. A whole fucking day off to hit the polls, bro. I just don't get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that works at the federal level, but it does get a little messy. Um, like when we talk about like the lower levels, because like Milan has um a vote coming up in uh like a couple of weeks or whatever. So like, what is the whole country gonna have that day off? Is all of Michigan gonna have that day off? No, right. Does my boss in Ann Arbor have to respect? Like, do I get the day off because of my voting here, but my coworkers have to go to work? I mean, but it, it, but it wouldn't thing. have to be one day, though. Like, that's what I and what you're saying is what a lot of goofy people say. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, sure. I know you're not goofy. You just you just bringing up the point. But mm-hmm. it don't have to be one day, just like a week. And then your business decides which day out of that week or two weeks, whatever it is, a time period between this time and this time. Where we're closed today for voting purposes. Mm-hmm. We'll be back open at 8 o'clock a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> I, Go ahead, I, I almost feel like it should roll into the, the, the whole jury duty systems we have in place. Yeah. <laughs> I like you that. make a motherfucker miss work and possibly months of work, depending on if they get on the OJ case. Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. So I was going to go ahead and be like, all right. So, I mean, when it comes to federal elections, yeah, no, everyone in the country, like this is our day off. It's like another national holiday. And guess what? If some people don't go to vote and they just go ahead and barbecue that day, I don't care. That's That's fine because that was a choice that they made. We all had the opportunity to, (laughs) but, um, yeah, now that'd be interesting if like the, the company has like, you know, um, you get X amount of, like, if, if you essentially bring in your, like, I voted stupid little sticker or what have you, <laughs> then, like, just, like, with your jury duty thing. Or maybe we could have, like, actual, like, voting card proving that you were there and, and that jazz um, that you then go ahead and, like, they have to respect that for, I don't know, maybe even just, like, two hours or, like, you know, um for being off that day or what have you and jay yeah we can easily make it i just had a little dicky moment brain you just did it like on pillow (laughs) talk listen the the issue the thing the thing that you just made me think of is that you said it would be sloppy right but there are it isn't like we all don't already have days out the year where nothing is fucking open bro you go mm-hmm. and, and when I say nothing, there are certain things that are still open, but it's very few. On Christmas Day, you know that not to leave the house because guess what? Basically, nobody's gonna be open on fucking Christmas Day. No, nothing's gonna be open on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. You know what I'm saying? There are days out the year where we already know that 
don't go nowhere because ain't shit open. You better get everything you need Friday because whenever when on Saturday Christmas morning you can't get shit. So and it might be a transition period the first day, but you can still do something like this is voting day. And you know what else is the voting day is going to do for you? It's going to get more people out to vote because now I don't got to go to work. Nothing's fucking open. The only thing I got to do on this day is go vote. So a lot of people are going to be like, fuck it. Since I have nothing else to do, I might as well get out here and go to the fucking poll near my house and go vote, bro. It's going to raise your numbers for people voting on shit that they're going to do. And once people start voting, and start doing shit they're going to start paying attention to it more because i'm putting my name down on here and it might like i said it's not going to be the first year maybe not even the second year but at over time because guess what we're going to be around for a long time after a while it's going to be the norm people are going to be in here people are going to be used to not having tuesday you know whatever the the voting day is uh november whatever december whatever mm. off we're going to be voting and I want to do all my research the day before so that, or the week before or the day before if you like me and I'm going to know who I want to vote for, bro. And, it, and that's only going to help you get better over time. And I don't know if it's going right. to be better, but at least the numbers will be higher. At least people will understand that you got to go fucking vote and at least and then it'll change the system somehow. Yeah. And um, like, Brian, you just did it. <laughs> <laughs> the, that's that's the way I look at it is that um, you're kind of alloc- uh, allocating more uh, um, processing power at these sort of things. You have more people, more eyes, more nodes looking at it. So I might not know anything about this, but you might. And previously, because of your work situation, you weren't able to go ahead and take a look at this, but now you are, Mm -hmm. and now you actually have some valid feedback to go ahead and suggest new ideas and stuff like that. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, so I think that the only reason why you don't want this to happen is because you're satisfied with the way things are, you're doing some shady stuff, (laughs) and you're able to get away with it, and you know that someone's going to see something once there's more eyes on it. Yeah. Um, and that's the unfortunate thing to me. Yeah. I mean, imagine like, uh, having a, like voting, like there's voting day, we're all off work and, uh, um, like you go, you vote and then like, we're having like voting day cookouts, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like that sounds like an actual independence day. Fire. That's what I'm talking about, bro. I'm eating motherfucking rare, white and blue steaks. Damn, I didn't speak right. Red, white and blue steaks. Don't come Uh, to my barbecue unless you got the I voted sticker. (laughs) Yeah, you can't come. Don't you come to my crib without the I voted sticker. Yeah, or that's how clubs go be that night too. The clubs will open up about nine o'clock. If you got an I voted sticker, you only got to pay five to get in. (laughs) (laughs) What you was about to say was. I mean, like we have Memorial Day where where people do that anyways. How much actual memorializing does the average person do? Um, I don't, I don't, Memorial I don't Day. know. Yeah, Memorial Day is a definitely. I don't think most people even know what they're supposed to do on Memorial Day though. Wise, like voting day, you know you're supposed to go vote. But a lot of people, a lot of people got military in their family, but I don't think that they even realize like. How should I put this, bro? A lot of people don't respect the military that like they should. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you don't even. Yeah. So what if he went over there for a few years? He's back here now. He just drinking at the barbecues every day. Like he ain't really do nothing. 
not really knowing like that motherfucker went through some shit, bro. Yeah. Like to, while before he got over there and basic training and advanced training while he was over there, all the countries he saw. And maybe he didn't have to actually go to a war zone, but you still got to go through some shit, dog. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So I think that well, the issue with Memorial Day is that people don't even know <laughs> what it's for and what they're supposed to be doing on it. <laughs> well, it's funny because um, I think, I mean, it's just another example of how divided the country is. And um, like, there's really two different worlds. I know mm-hmm. people who know exactly the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Don't confuse the two. It'll piss them off and, and that sort of thing. And um, they take it very seriously because that is their world, you know. I, and uh, then I know other people who don't know anything about anything uh, in regards to it, you know. But it's just, it's, and, and like, I don't, like, I'm not trying to make fun of them or anything, but it's just not their world, yeah. you know. Yep. And, um, like, there's just, like, this big rift between the two of them, and they don't really talk to one another. Yep. And uh, and that's the problem. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's a problem in a lot of facets in the shit that we do, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's why I like this podcast. We all generally think in the same direction, but we all definitely, like, kind of zone off to different sides or at least think of shit in different ways. So we can always give an opinion, like, yeah but what about this (laughs) you know what i'm saying where a lot of people don't hang in circles like this it's like fuck trump fuck trump fuck trump fuck biden fuck biden fuck biden like y'all all all just on the same course bro and then y'all don't give a fuck about nothing else and it's like i i can't even answer questions no more bro without taking a deep breath and then thinking for like 30 seconds and then being like all right here's what i think because i'm a gray area guy bro i don't think just about anything is black and white dog like yeah but i i say yeah but in so many sentences (laughs) it's crazy and i know i'm an ass man bro but damn I, I can't give a yes or no question 95% of the, the time and it just pisses people off. <laughs> like, you didn't ask me a yes or no question. You think um, you did, but it wasn't a yes exactly or no question. Exactly, like that wasn't yes or no, bro. There's other, there's other things in it. Mike, I, I, gotta, I gotta say this. You, you mentioned Trump, and I was driving through Trump country the other day. <laughs> um, and for, uh, for, one, for one, it's hilarious that those dum-dums still have... Hope, uh, Michigan? I don't know where that is, but uh, um, I know I wasn't. <laughs> I think that was rated like the most racist city in Michigan for a long time. Oh, or no, Howell, no, no, Howell, Howell Michigan. Howell, yeah. hey, I'm thinking Howell. Yeah. Oh, is where Mario lives. Sorry, Mario. <laughs> I mean, if you up there and it is the most racist, you're the strongest man I know, dog. You, you black and Puerto Rican, they double hate your ass. <laughs> um, but uh. For, for one, I think it's hilarious uh, the amount of signs I still see up in uh, people's <laughs> yards and yes. their flags. Yes. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, especially like the Trump 2020 ones. Like, well, it's 2021. So, um, but no, while I was going through here, I saw a couple of houses and they had a flagpole and they had an American flag upside down which is a sign of distress and they also had but they also had trump stuff in their yard and it's so wild to me because like i've been told by a number of like military veterans like do not play around with that like that's a serious thing like this means a specific thing that means that we're in distress that means that um you know we're under siege um 
sort of deal. Um, and it's nothing to take lightly, but you got these Trump supporters who are like, Biden stole the election. I'm going to put my flag upside down. <laughs> and also, ugh, that shit disrespectful as fuck. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Um, the left is dead. They did a, a couple of interviews with this guy named Martin, who's a big... 142. That's how long it took for you to bring up The Left is Dead. I know that's your <laughs> new favorite podcast, and I was sitting here waiting, like, he gonna bring it up. He gonna bring it up. <laughs> well, they they, talk, they, they they do a really good job of interviewing people that they really disagree with, <laughs> but being respectful, but also not giving an inch, you know? And uh, they have a I'm couple... I'm not making fun that, of you, neither. I'm sure oh, it's yeah. a great podcast, and I'm being sincere right now. Jake mm-hmm. wouldn't listen to no bullshit. It's just, as soon as I brought up yeah. any of this shit... Have you, just... seen, have you seen bullshit and snake oil? I mean, <laughs> I don't put up with much BS, but I make it. <laughs> just like a um, man. <laughs> toxic but, uh, <laughs> they interviewed like this hardcore Q conspiracist uh, a couple of times named Martin Fox, I want to say. And it's just interesting because they, they've interviewed him before the election and then after, um, I think before the election, after the in- election, and then after the inauguration of Biden. And just to see how he's trying to go ahead and be, oh, no, no, no. Actually, things are still going according to plan. Trust the plan. Um, it's, it's impressive, uh, how insane some people can be and just deluded. Cognitive biases can be extremely profound. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's fire. Um, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Oh, y'all got anything else? Cause I do got something else, but I'm going to save it for next week. So uh, I can save it for next week. We'll talk about lawns, lawn oh, care. We do, bro. <laughs> I low key need that shit this week. I ain't gonna lie to you, cause I'm about to hit Home Depot sometime probably this weekend. I, I sent okay. you a bunch of links, numbnuts. Did you? Yeah, bro. I blew you up. I felt okay, bad. <laughs> I got no. Nah, okay, no. Nah, don't feel bad. Well, I didn't you even see them know, bitches. We didn't care. Yeah, I didn't even see them bitches, bro. So don't even feel so, bad. So, so not only did you feel bad, he didn't care at all. <laughs> it was a one-sided emotional. Oh, that's there. funny as fuck, bro. I never. I thought, you sent these links and then I hit you with our boy DMX in the hospital, bro. I didn't. Sure did. You sure did. I didn't see these bitches, Jake. My my Facebooks was tripping. All right, we'll save the lawn shit and this other shit I want to talk about for next week. Um, I just I just uh, I'm gonna put it down here so I remember. Um, but I am starting my lawn care this weekend slash next week, so we'll get into it. Cause I said, oh, that's a good motherfucking uh, eyebrow raise, Jake. <laughs> that's fire. Um, so let's get into my boy Wazi shit. You got to take a pee pee. I would pr- prefer a pee pee. Okay, go ahead. We'll take a pee pee. I would grab my water. All right. <laughs> oh, strut. I thought you said a strut. You know, like something's off, so you can sit down. <laughs> you can lead the way. Dora. Hold on. Before we get into Dookie, we gotta like we gotta start doing some like, segments up. on like fire like kid cartoon songs, bro. Cause some of these guys are fucking musical geniuses. And they just they 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 got caught in like the kid music scene because it was paying them lots of money to make these theme songs. 
But those catchy ass theme songs ain't easy to come by, y'all. And ringtones, remember when ringtones is a thing? <laughs> you know how many people made millions of dollars off of ringtones? <laughs> Someone recently started making kids songs. I think it was the rapper dude from Bare Naked Ladies started writing kids songs. Ooh, that's a bag, bro. And you know what? I think the ringtone business is still going crazy because even nowadays when you get a new phone, I still open up that bitch and see you still get, you know, default ringtones in that motherfucker. Somebody made them. Yeah. <laughs> and for and for how much would you say? I mean, let me explain it like this. Maybe if you're a new guy, you will undersell yourself. But if you've been in the ringtone game for 20 years plus and you're like, no, nah, you're about to sell these. You're about to put out an iPhone 12, right? This iPhone 12 is going to drop. 10 million different phones or however many they build how much money are you asking for because my ringtone my one or two ringtones is about to be on every fucking phone that you sell it's got to be a lot of money right <laughs> yeah but as soon as you do that somebody will make a similar ringtone for a quarter of the price well that's when contracts and shit come into play dog they probably like it's probably not a one-time thing it's probably like probably got like a yearly contract give me a pack of 10 or something yeah something like that now <laughs> but now you, i feel like making some like ringtone music bro, like jay well, like, you like, would no, like kill taking, the ringtone game bro like, like taking, your work bro <laughs> so like, so take, so do you give the, the people you don't want to talk to the good r r ringtone and you're like no nah, i just wanted to listen to it more <laughs> no, no see i i always my phone's always on vibrate i turn that sound off bro, all the time that's like oh, such a bad thing pocket. for me bro I, they'd be like bro i hit you i'm like dog i didn't even see it <laughs> yeah that's what that's why i need a new uh smartwatch so that uh i could at least like get the little buzz there you go jake I got the Samsung watch. That bitch go crazy. I don't even need my phone no more. The issue is I don't need to charge it so much that when I finally do need to charge it, it just stay dead for like two, three days because I'll be forgetting like, go charge that bitch, bro. <laughs> and that's, I don't know if that sounds backwards, <laughs> but yeah, I just don't charge it as much as I'm supposed to because I don't ever have to charge it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, those things are wild. They're battery life, man. Yeah. It's actually better to, to charge it less often. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's another, another thing I wanted. I, that's another thing I wanted us to get into, too. Is uh, what, like... Uh, battery uh, life, battery. batteries. Scoot over to your uh, left some more, Jake. Yeah, so you, yeah, there you go, baby. There is some I, new I, battery I, tech coming out that I haven't looked into yet. This is what I wanted to talk about, wise. <laughs> I swear to okay, I'm gonna write it down. We're gonna get into battery tech next week. I gotta grab my charger. I did because um remember I don't remember I don't you probably do remember. Um, but last like two, three years ago, like nobody could come into Livonia and get like book a room because battery con was there that weekend. And all the rooms was fucking booked up <laughs> at all the hotels in like Livonia, Novi. Like nobody could get nothing because of fucking battery con, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah, dog. All right, we Gucci. I don't know if you remember that, Jake. I don't even want to repeat I don't that. remember it. There, do you remember when battery con came into town, Jake? 
Oh, uh, yeah. That was just like everybody was like trying to come into town and fly in and get a room, but all the rooms is booked up because of Battery Con. And that's just the wildest shit I ever heard. The Battery Convention, bro. Motherfuckers is in there trying to see what the new energy was like, bro. Like, what's the vibes in here? <laughs> and. I, I I told you guys the story about the the Taco Bell up by where work is, right? Mm-mm. When I walk in and I or I went to go get Taco Bell and a group of furries walked in because there was a furry con <laughs> across the street. Nah, okay, so now I got it. I got to put battery con. I got to put furry con. <laughs> <laughs> well, Justin and I, Justin and I, we're trying to get rat con started. No, we're not. Yeah, you can get it started. <laughs> You're not know. interested? No, not even remotely close. And I don't care if it's rat tail. I don't care if it's rat New York rats. I don't care if it's rat snitching. I'm not going to be there. None of them rats See, interest me. Interest. That's why, I thought, that's why I thought him and I could go out and do it in conjunction with our gang con. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll come like to gang con. Yeah, but I mean, like we could like do no, joint no, no. Stuff. You can't have rat con at gang con. You want somebody to die? That's crazy. What type of con are you trying to have? They'll never let us back at Kobo I mean, Hall again. Whatever happens, they'll never let us back at Kobo, bro. Whatever happens <laughs> off premises, off premises, bro. Do you think that motherfuckers is gonna say meet me outside when you when the ga- when the gangs get together? They <laughs> they squash this shit. Speaking of that, Bad Baby just made two million off of uh, OnlyFans. Anyways, pull up that Dookie album right now, Wazzy, because I want to get into this bit right here. A Green Day. This is such a fucking fire album cover, by the it's way. Stupid. You know, you know that they just had one of their boys draw this shit. It was like that shit's dope. I need it. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put it full screen. Let's hear it, Huh? Let's hear it. Yeah, break All it right. down. What you what, so, what you chose this album for, and what was so specific about it that you just love this motherfucker? So, so the reason I chose the album is actually not really about the album at all. I mean, outside of the the fact that I do love the album, I I remember hearing Long. Uh, I think Longview, She, and Basket Case were my favorite songs growing up. Listening to them. Um, the reason I this album is like in my my memory forever is because it was the very first thing I bought with my own money that I didn't have to share with my brother because it was a rated T or over thirteen or whatever it was because Longview has the word fucking talks about masturbation or something. Wow. So this was the first album. Well, it was the, the first thing I bought for me that I didn't have to share with, with my little brother. That's fire. That is the only reason. I mean, I love the album. It's a great album, but that is well, the reason that this album has that place in my mind. Well, get into what you love about the album too. So, so this was like just when I was getting into punk rock. Um, kind of side story to to Green Day is probably two albums from now. Me going up the rock path, but. Um, the the energy behind punk rock and especially this pop punk rock it would be called now um you know for a 13 year old is just pure energy um and then there you know other songs like she and like i i have never done a full lyric um playthrough of this so that this week was actually the, the first time that i went through and did that well not this week it was a little while ago but um yeah i'll figure the, the 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 songs are much different. They're about much different things than I remember. Like when you get deep into some of them, 
Um, but like listening to it still, she, Basket Case, and Longview were were my, are my top picks. And um, the drum, it, it, it's very simple sounds, but it's done very well. And it's done, they sound like they're, they're, they're having fun when they're making it. Like you can tell albums where it sounds like they're just trying to get a good rock song out, but these guys sounded like they were just dicking around <laughs> in the in the recording studio and and put some stuff together. I mean, most songs are under three minutes. One's as short as one thirty-five. So I mean, I don't know. It that's the kind of ADHD I also have, where I want something different every two minutes, every three minutes. I feel that, especially at that age. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, it, it just, it was the first album that was mine and didn't have to let my, my, my brother play around with my toy. <laughs> that is such a fire explanation, bro. Cause I never even thought about like that separation from big brother to little brother that happens in your life that all of us have had because we're all the big brother. <laughs> like there's, I don't I don't know. So to explain it to people, if you're not the like, especially the oldest, but even if you're just the old big brother, there's a time in your life where early on you think of your little brother is annoying piece of shit. Right. <laughs> and then at some point you have to realize, no, that's my family. That's my little brother. I have to protect him and I have to basically be his daddy. That's not his daddy. And then there becomes a time after that where you're like, all right, I'm tired. This motherfucker, I want to be my own person. <laughs> and it's albums like this that start that separation. And the separation usually comes sooner than the little brother wants it to come. If that's if that makes sense, right? They still want to be up on you. That you, they still look up to you. But you're getting to this point where you're like, nah, bro, I'm trying to be my own man. You mm -hmm. just cramping my motherfucking style, dog. And this is, I say brother because we we are boys here, but this is for sisters too. Uh, all, all every woman I know had to go to, through this with their little sister as well. So that's just a funny ass. <laughs> that's just a funny ass breakdown, uh, Wazi. Because I remember. I do remember the times and the things that I had to start doing without my little brother that started separating us as well. Um, I, I kind of want to step on this first before you go on it, Jake, oh, just it. because it's all in the front of my mind right now. Dookie, bro, when I turn this on, <laughs> at first, I just got like Tony, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 and 2 <laughs> vibes, bro. Like that's I'm like, bro, this just remind me of Tony Hawk. Pro skater, bro. Like this shit feels so good listening to this album, dog. Because that's the like vibe that they had, like that skater punk mentality. Like, fuck with the world. Think about anybody else. We our own people. <clears throat> we doing our own thing, and it's not necessarily the lyrics. Because I didn't do a lyric breakdown on this one, Wazi. I just listened to the songs and listened to the beats and the vibes. And I and from that, the vibes brought me back to the game. And the game brought me back to that mentality that I knew all the skaters had at that time. They felt like rebels. They felt like outcasts. <clears throat> they felt like they didn't belong. And whether they knew it or not, um, a lot of minorities felt that way too, bro. <laughs> like I feel when I when you don't feel like you don't belong, it don't matter why you don't belong. It don't matter if you don't belong because you're black. It don't matter if you don't belong because you are antisocial, because you skateboard, because you're a nerd. 
all these people come together because period we don't belong it don't matter why you don't belong you just don't and now we all together here as this group of fucking outcasts so that brought me back to that day where i was like oh this shit go crazy bro (laughs) and then after listening to the album or not even after listening to it while i was listening to it i always get reminded (laughs) how i didn't even get on green day until like 2004 2005 they had came back out again with um uh, American Idiot. Yes, yeah, American band. Idiot, bro. And I thought this was a new band. And when I found out that these motherfuckers came out in '87, I didn't find <laughs> that shit out until like <laughs> I didn't find that shit out y'all till I was in like college. I was like, I, I I was talking to somebody. I'm like, you. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Green Day came out with American Idiot in 2004. It was like, bro, they came out with Dookie. Like, I'm like, I forgot about Dookie. When, when did Dookie come out? Dookie came out like 2001, right? <laughs> No. <laughs> nope. I'm like, oh my God. And that fucked me up because the sound that they had on that and American Idiot, they still just sounded young. They sounded like uh they was from my era, bro. But you know, in ninety four I was a I was four years old. I ain't had no era yet, but I was a <laughs> I was shitting myself and peeing in the bed still like <laughs> Like and so I just always laugh at the fact that I thought that Green Day came out in like 2004, when in reality they came out like two decades before that. <laughs> I just that shit is just so fucking hilarious to me, dog. And even in, in the re- another reason why I, see, I thought that because in their video they all looked young. I thought they was 20 in their fucking video, bro. Psych. <laughs> Like that shit crazy. Y'all motherfuckers came out as a band in '87. I wasn't even born in '87, so for you to create a band in '87 is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That means y'all was at least you know in y'all teens. I I didn't see the exact date, but I just love the feel for uh, Dookie. Bring back old memories. she is always a banger, like you said. Um, And the reason, only reason I knew Dookie. This is this is why my timeline is so fucked up. Um, football, um, and we'll get into this one day, but football is like the ultimate team sport, bro, in my opinion. Be- and one of the reasons why I say that is because it made me hang out with kids that I would never have hung out with on a, any other circumstance, right? So I had a friend, Zach, who was our, uh, uh, he was actually just the offensive lineman. Um, he would drive me home after um, practice um, every now and again because I just didn't have a ride back to the crib. My both my parents was working and shit. And his rule was, "You ride with me, you listen to what we listening to." I'm like, "Shit, I ain't mad at that, motherfucker. Let's go." <laughs> so these are the type of shits that he would put me on. Rage, um, you know, Green Day. It's you know, it's all over the place. He listened to all type of shit. So. For some reason, since I was in high school at that time, I just kind of assumed that this album and American Idiot and all these things was all put together. And I never just did the research. So when I finally found out that this was super old, I was like, I can't believe it because I thought it was right around the time that I was listening to this shit. And it, it so what that tells me is that these dudes was ahead of their times in a lot of shit and the music still holds up longer than you know most people's music hold up bro period point blank for me to hear some shit that came out in 94 and 2001 and still think or 2004 10 years later and still think and actually it's like 2006 probably still think yeah that's a banger that's that's just a good job bro you know and 
like you said, it just sounded like they was having fun, right? Like, I'm yeah. Uh, when I listen to this, I'm not saying, oh, this motherfucker is technical and this shit is great, but it also brings up that question. Like, we always talk about older um, rock artists as legends, right? These guys that are <clears throat> sorry, you know, you just you just think of whatever uh guitarist whatever drummer whatever lead singer that came out in the 80s and the 70s you kind of talk about them as legends when do you start bringing up um you know uh uh trey cool <laughs> as a legend you know what i'm saying when do you start uh saying that no 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 bro um how do i forget my man who's the lead singer of billy joe. yeah when do you say that billy joe is a fucking legend in the rock game what what year is that because I, I low-key kind of think that 2021 should be the year you start bringing that shit up, dog. <laughs> you know, there and there's a lot of people that came out in the early 2000s that I guess, you know, time just goes by so fast that you don't even realize that that was 20 years ago. But when do you start giving those guys they props the way you give the dudes, you know, in the 80s and the 70s and the 60s, they props as being legends in the game? I don't know. What's y'all thoughts on that shit? And then, Jake, you can kind of comment. Yeah, I was thinking about that while you were saying, I'm like, I'm trying to think of legends and the the last couple I can think of are like Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, like, like who would be in the music community after 80 to be considered a legend now? Like, I'm, I, I don't have an answer. I'm agreeing with you. Like, when does that happen? Like, do they... Yeah, I don't like, know because you're right. Is it is it more so a band legend. thing? Because uh, I feel like um, you know you 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 hear Ozzy Osbourne, you hear um, uh, damn, I'm tripping, bro. I, this fucking oh, gin tonic, but you know I could just I'll name the bands. You name the lead singer. What's the fucking lead singer of Kiss? Jeans, uh, uh, yeah, Simmons. Yep. Um, what's the lead singer of Metallica? Uh, that's Hetfield. Hetfield, and even there, like drummers and guitarists, I feel like those guys kind of go down as um, legends. And oh, shit. you you Pink Floyd, which is a hundred percent guitar base. Yep. Yeah. Um. Well, it's funny because when you when you were first asking the question, <clears throat> Metallica, like uh, you know about legends and stuff, Metallica came to my head, but I'm like, are they though? <laughs> that's <laughs> So like someone like Jimi Hendrix is different. Jimi Hendrix, yeah, he died at his peak, right? Exactly, yeah. So he didn't he didn't get the chance to produce any garbage. Bob Marley, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas Metallica has gone ahead and like arguably produced so many duds <laughs> now, where you're like, oh, I don't know, like you were a legend, but are you? Like, you kind of jump the shark and and you start to reevaluate things, and then. With them just being so out there, you have Lars and Napster and that sort of thing, which starts to sully these these matters. You and, got a little uh, echo going, Jake. Oh, I do. Oh, that's weird. Um, I don't hear anything. It's coming in on my end. Oh well, can you still hear it? A little bit. Wazi, can you at all? No, nope, it's gone now. Go ahead. Um. But yeah, so I think it's an interesting, I mean, I don't know, it actually, it, it makes me think of, uh, like, religion a little bit, and how, like, I mean, it, it's by God's will, 
that anything ever happens. Like you could try as much as you want to go ahead and, you know, become a legend, but that doesn't mean anything uh, because you could fall from grace as well. You know, um, you might have the genetics to be an all-star, um, but you lack something else. Um, and uh, it's, it's this miraculous sort of uh, like synergy that sort of happens that, that, that allows for it. So um, it's a really trippy thing. Um, but to sort of move into my comments a little bit, this album is so stupid. <laughs> um, I was irritated listening to it. Um, I immediately, you know, I, I put it on and um, I'm like, yep, I remember this song. And then the next song, yep, I remember this one and this one and this one and this one. I feel like the entire album has all been featured on some movie soundtrack. Uh, each sing, every damn song has been a single. Um, Cause I'm like, I remember all of these, these are all from the same album. These are all from one album. And I've never listened to the full album before. It's uh, incredibly impressive to have that many classic hits on a single album. It's stupid. Like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, I, I was really blown away. And, uh, um, like it, it's just dense with, with hit after hit after hit. Um, and it's, it's kind of got a weird sort of, uh, staying power. Um, so, I mean, especially when I was younger, I definitely was not much of a fan at all. Um, just cause I feel like there's a certain lack of a technicality that I was hyper-focused on. You know, I was much more into um, like uh, the, the harder, um, harder rock, heavy metal stuff with like very technical drum fills and double bass work and very technical guitar solos that were like, I don't know how you hit that many notes that quickly. And this lacks uh, a certain sort of that. Um, I mean, for example, like a, a lot of the guitar um, work, like there's several, there's a couple of songs where I'm like, well, this actually sounds like that other song there, just like recomposed. And it's like all the same chords, just recomposed a little bit differently. And uh, um, I, I, I struggle having a certain sort of respect for that. Um, but here's the thing, though, like I was losing myself in every one of the songs. Yeah. You know, and um, uh, really enjoying the energy and all that jazz. And um, some people go ahead and uh, myself included will go ahead and have a similar sort of criticism <laughs> of Nirvana. Yeah. Um, but here's here's like from like a minimalist perspective, um, you know, if you look at like Jack White and the White Stripes and stuff, um, like <laughs> there's, there's an intention to go ahead and. Um, be minimalistic like it's not it's not just because i only know these three chords but it's because like i don't want to say that it's billy joe's uh, uh intention to go ahead and see how many songs he could go ahead like unique songs he can make with only three chords mm -hmm. to be uh, fair i could see him trying to do that just to like <laughs> fuck with people <laughs> right right well for one like the whole like punk ethos is a little like um very rooted in like sort of like democratization and, and all that jazz right sort of bringing it down to um the the common people 
uh, much more so. And uh, this communicates with people um, on a very raw level. It's not like some math rock where you're sitting around like, wait a second, is that like a seven, uh, three beat that I'm listening to? Or, oh, I see how he, you know, it's a lot less intellectual, much more emotive. And um, to go ahead and be able to play simplistic songs very well and for people to remember you for them and and not someone else and for to have that sort of staying power that's like actually like a really impressive thing like that's one of the things i think uh, that this re-listen really opened me up to is that like you don't have to have the most technical nerdy guitar solo you know um you can communicate in a uh, you can communicate your prowess in, in, in a lot of different ways and not to mention the the bass and the drumming was just insane um like that's what really i think billy joe gets i, I don't know I, I guess trey cool and mike um they also get attention but i feel like billy joe gets the most when honestly uh his voice does drive a lot of the songs, but it's that bass, for, at least for me, it's the bass on the drums that's just wild. And those drum fills that uh, Trey pulls out are just, they're just a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, all of my notes pretty much were just like, all right, that's a classic. Yep, that one, that's classic. And uh, uh, stuff. <laughs> just, uh, what was it? 14, 14, uh, that is here. Uh, oh, FOD um like it, that just sounded like they were um they were just group like they were just hanging out jamming and like somebody just happened to be recording and the entire album really has a whole lot of that vibe um and they have a great stage presence um i didn't watch any of it but i remember their stage presence especially trey <laughs> cool <laughs> him all the drums like he used to like go mm -hmm. crazy um so uh yeah, I really enjoyed the listen. Um, and then not to mention, I was like digging into the album art a little bit. And uh, it's for one, it's hilarious that it's like the they're, they're dropping bombs and that those bombs are their album, Dookie. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And I, and what I didn't do is actually like zoom in on this album oh, art I did. because there's like some shit in here, bro. Monkeys and cavemen. What else is going on in here, bro? Yeah. So for one, uh, uh, <clears throat> It's funny because, like, pretty much it's all people on the, the main lower level, and they're, like, all fighting with one another. And then you have animals, namely dogs, <laughs> uh, who got, like, rocket launchers. A couple of them are having sex. A lot of them are throwing <laughs> at the people. Um, and it's just, like, really goofy and hilarious. Um, but uh, what was it here? Uh, one of the, uh, on one of the buildings, it says Free Huey, so shout out to Huey P. Newton. Um, all right. But uh, um, yeah, like I, like it's it's just hilarious. There, there's this lady who's got a, a coffee and it, and uh, um, a dog threw feces at it, and it's <laughs> oh my latte. And then um, down below says, hey, now it's a mocha. That's fucking. <laughs> and these dudes is doing this based off of kids. I don't know if you used to know this, but back in the day, we used to get newspapers on our uh, doorsteps, and in those newspapers, there were cartoon strips. And this is exactly in that same vein as an old-school cartoon strip, dog. <laughs> it's a mocha yeah. now. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. 
there's a fly like tapping a dog on the back on his shoulder and the dog has like some uh some crap in his hand and the the fly is like excuse me are you gonna let that go to waste (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i I was really enjoying and it was funny because it kept wanting to like the autoplay kept wanting to bounce me on over to american idiot and um I like I was having so much fun enjoying this. I, I can't tell you how many times I listened to it. I made everyone re-listen to it with me. But um, I was like, Justin, stop what you're doing. Listen to this again. Um, and uh, but I had to like stop everything from like allowing myself to go ahead and listen to something other than Dookie, like uh, American Idiot. Um, but it was yeah, it was just a blast. Like it's got a lot of really good energy. I want to read y'all an excerpt real quick from the Wikipedia. And, you know, I wasn't there. I was there, but I I wasn't there there at the time. So maybe y'all can give me some insight. Maybe y'all wasn't aware of this, but this is just a quick excerpt. It says, eventually the band left their independent record label, Lookout Records, on friendly terms and signed to reprise which is um, reprise records is what dookie just came out on right in 94. signing to a major label caused many of the band's original fans from the independent music group um 924 gilman street to record green day as sellouts <laughs> the club has banned green day from entering since the major label signing <laughs> so this is this is it's funny that this is still even an issue today and it was one back then and it will always be one you go from an independent label which is let me let me tell you let me say it again independent label which is still a fucking label guys (laughs) to a major label and then your fans call you a sellout (laughs) just because you signed from this label to another label and it said they left the first label on friendly terms so i don't know if y'all do either y'all even remember any of this happening or what it was like when they left their label and signed the major label no i'm sure i I heard of it at the time but not i was 11 so that's like a weird possession sort of thing it's like you're my band i want you to do what I want you to do. Yep. I don't want every. I don't want you know. It's like I don't want you cheating on me with like a larger fan base. You know, it's got to be this this group, and it, it's, I'm only allowing this group because I can't actually change that. But yeah. now that you're going somewhere else, like you know, yeah, it's it's it, weird. It's uh, it, it's the exact same people who are like, oh, I knew that band be before some radio hit came out. You're you're not better because of that. <laughs> Good, you know, but you know. <laughs> But they are better, Jay or Wazi. They knew them before you. They're better. <laughs> like tons of bands I know of. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I'm it's... just being sarcastic. I hate that mentality. I hate the fact that nowadays young artists. Let me switch my and my mind. Young artists really believe that if you're independent, you're real. And if you're signed to a major label, you're fake. Let me tell y'all, let me just break it down for y'all real quick. Independent. First of all, most 95% of the people who you think are independent are not independent. 99%. I'm going to even take it to 99%. They're signed to an independent label. That's not the same thing as being independent. 
Independent. You know what independent means, guys? That means Mike Jack does all the work. That means I'm making the music. That means I'm going to fucking Walmart and all the stores that you need to put your CD in. That means I'm handling my distro kid or my uh, um or my CD baby and my tune core to make sure that when I put music out, it goes to my Spotify. It means that I got I'm handling my ASCAP so that I'm licensing all my music correctly. It means that Mike Jack myself and sending my um music out to the Library of Congress so that it's properly copyrighted. And if it's not me, it's like two or three other people that I pay to make sure that this is happening. I got a manager, I got a lawyer, everything that I make, I it comes to me and then I have to send it out to them and I have to handle all my relationships. I have to handle all my distribution. I have to handle all my licensing all by myself. Yes. Sounds like a lot of work. It, yeah, it, it, it's easy when you have nobody else to pay. It's easy when it's just me, y'all. And I can just make a song, I can put it on DistroKid, it goes out and I put it on my ASCAP and it's good. It's not easy, guys, when you have to <laughs> when you have to do advertising because this is the literal wall right here, right? I have a I've just made a video, guys. <laughs> and I want the video to be on MTV next week. Who do you call? Literally, literally the name. Name the person. What's their name and who do you call? You don't Mike, know that. Michael <laughs> Lawrence. Right? You said Martin Lawrence. I said Michael Lauren, but oh, Martin. Funny one, so. like, who do you call for that? When you want your your shit to be on the front of Spotify, as soon as it drops, who do you call? What's the name of the person that you call? Huh? Do you know? Who do you call when you want your shit to be on the front of YouTube as soon as it drops? How do you get your shit? What you don't understand is that Walmart, Target, FYE, they literally, you have to pay or you have to know somebody to get your shit in a certain spot in that fucking store when people walk in. These CDs aren't just randomly placed, guys. I don't know if y'all just thought that shit in y'all head. Like, oh, they just saw the CD and they put it in alphabetical order. No. Obviously, the they've never worked there and had to pull out a planogram. <laughs> exactly, bro. When you walk in, these things are strategically placed based on the, the who the artist is, who called you and told you to put it there, and how much money they paid for it. This is why you sign to a major label. You sign to a major label because you don't have to. All you have to think about is making the music, bro. And then they handle the fuck. How do you set up the interviews? How do you set up the uh, the press run? You have to do all that shit yourself if you independent. This is why you sign to major labels. The issue with major labels is what they're going to tell you is we're going to do all this extra work. But since we're doing all this extra work, we want more money off your album than you probably want us to have. But we're taking a lot of the motherfucking effort off of your back. So you either choose to be with us or you don't be with us. And the difference between an independent label and a major label is that you're working with less people on a lower scale. Maybe I'm not going to Walmart. I'm just going to local, um, you know, CD shops around the area that they're going to put my shit in. I'm not going to be on ESPN, but I'm going to be on a local radio station talking to somebody. It's just at a smaller scale. But when you're a band like Green Day and you're trying to win a fucking Grammy, you can't do that if you're still on this little ass, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In this little bowl, you have to jump to the big bowl. And I hate that people call you a sellout because you want to be successful and be uh, renowned around the world and not just in fucking Idaho where you grew up at. dog. <laughs> I got a family yeah. feed. I got a band who got five families to feed. We got to make more money, dog. But yeah, they, I mean, go ahead. You could, you could definitely be, like. The the possibility of being a sellout is always there. It's always um, there, bro. 
But it, like, just because you are on a major label doesn't inherently make you a sellout. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you, it, and, and if anything, it's all the more impressive, you know, to go ahead and you know, I, I tend to not enjoy much pop at all, but when pop is real. Like that's that's the really impressive thing. Like you were talking, you're you're pop, so you're popular, right? Like yeah. everyone's listening to you across uh, the world yeah. and stuff, and yet you're speaking authentically at that same time, and everyone's vibing with it. Like, and, and you're on a major label, you have this pressure from executives and stuff like that. Like, and yet you're still being authentic. Like now, that's really impressive. It's it's easy to be authentic when you have no one to hold you like accountable. You know, mm-hmm. when you're by yourself, it's easy to be yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you're in front of everybody and everyone is impressed with you, and yet you're just you. Yep. Now that is something that's really wild. Exactly. Who's you about to say, Waz? And I'm gonna just because he just lit that cute. Mm, I'm gonna just take it to I'm a little nodding. step further. <laughs> when you're a band like Green Day and you're just killing it, you can take that chance, right? But I'm going to tell you what it what happens with a lot of guys, dog. So I want y'all to just remember it if y'all ever see somebody that y'all like and then they sign to a label and y'all like, oh, this sound different than when they first came out. This is what happens, guys. You come out with something. A lot of people like it. It has a certain sound. Maybe it just maybe the sound is just like a little rugged because you recorded in your basement and it's got it like it's, it's a literal different sound, not even the beats. What happens is, guys, you do this, you get a little success. Now you get into the now you get into the studio with somebody that you really look up to. So name somebody that you look up to was as far as a musician. Like, who do you really like as a musician? I guess. <laughs> I mean, lately, I'd say Ollie Sykes, the Bring Me the Horizon dude. Yeah. So you it's, get to it. Yeah, that's perfect. That's a perfect example. You go you making music and now you get into the studio with Ollie, right? And you like, I love your music. I love your sound. I love everything you're doing. This is what happens, guys. You're making a song, and then a guy like that comes. It's not never a random person. It's a dude that you respect that says, nah, don't do that. Do this. Um, It's going to make it sound like this. And everything he's saying makes sense, and you believe him, right? And in reality, it's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, what happens is you you follow the advice of this guy that you look up to. You've always looked up to. He's giving you actually good advice. And now your song comes out sounding different than what the last song that you did that everybody, your main fan base liked. And so now you've kind of went into this pop area because now a lot of people like what he what you did because he gave you good advice. But those people that you came up with is like this sound different. He done changed. He a sellout. Now you got to kind of go through this thing. What do I want to do? Do I want to make myself as a better musician, like technically a better musician and make better music that a lot of people are going to like? Or do I want to just stay where I'm at, not make as much money? And then just cater to these people who basically already turn their back on me anyway. <laughs> you, <laughs> most of the time, you kind of do this, and that's that's just the situations that a lot of dudes get in. They they want to do better, be better musicians, and then they get shitted on for it, and it leaves you in this terrible situation of who should I be as an artist? When in reality, you just got to make the shit that you want to make. Well, I mean, yeah. that was Lincoln Park's story. Yeah, is every album was completely different, and people hated it because of that. <laughs> I think some of those fans, um, you know, are those types of people who um, 
they don't want to grow themselves. So when they see you growing, they're actually just projecting their own unconscious dissatisfaction with themselves <laughs> because you're holding a mirror up to them saying like, yeah, I went ahead and did that and I killed it. And now I'm doing this and I'm killing this. And you're like, well, I can't kill this one thing. <laughs> you know, let alone changing it up and killing that. <laughs> you suck, not me. Oh, that's funny. You're just that's a sellout. True, that's all I that's true, though. Yeah, so, all right, Mikey, what do we got next week? Um, before we move on to that, Wazi, is this the? Are you still a Green Day fan? Are you, did you have you mm-hmm. listened to all this stuff? You still rock with what they do, even though everybody called them a sellout. <laughs> uh, American Idiot was the last album of theirs that I listened to, um, like completely. Um, yeah. No, I mean, musicians are, are musicians. If if they go from making music I like to a music I don't like, I don't dislike them. I, I just you. don't like their new stuff. And do, but do what? Do you check out even if the last album was something you didn't like? Do you check out the next one that they drop, or mm-hmm. is it like as soon as you drop something I don't like, you off my playlist? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, so they won't be off my playlist. Certain songs definitely will if I'm not vibing with it right away. But no, I mean, I'm I, if they used to make music I liked and they made one album that I didn't care for because they wanted to try something new, they may try something new again and I might like that. I mean, after like three or four albums, if it's all crap, then sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't really write musicians off and, unless there's a reason to. I'm rolling with. All right, the album that I'm going to go with for us this week. It's between the same group, but it's two different albums I want y'all to listen to. So let me see which one do I want to do? Which one do I want to do? We are going to go with... Fuck it. We're going to go with Lonely Island Turtleneck and Chain Explicit Version. Is that the first one or the the second one? They've got a bunch of albums. This is their second album, though. Okay. Turtleneck and Chain. I listen to that one. Interesting. (laughs) Nice. I'm down for that. Um, turtleneck and chain. Write it down, people. I got it. All right, explicit version too. Don't listen to no clean version. Make sure y'all got that explicit. Find the radio edits, (laughs) and then play them at at two times speed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Damn, two times speed is crazy. Alright y'all, this the No Consensus Motherfucking Podcast. Peace.